It's six o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines ban starts on smoking in cars with children inside. World Cup rugby comes to Milton Keynes and man jailed for 11 years over Luton stabbing. BBC Three Counties Radio. A ban on smoking in vehicles carrying under 18s begins today. Those caught can be fined £50. The Royal College of Physicians says that 160,000 children are adversely affected by passive smoking every year. The Deputy Chief Medical Officer for England is Dr. Gina Radford. Even if you drive with the windows open, the levels of the pollutants in secondhand smoke are still a hundred times higher than the safe limit. So there is absolutely no safe way to smoke cigarettes in a car when children are present. World Cup rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight with France taking on Canada at Stadium MK. There are also matches in Milton Keynes on Saturday afternoon and next Tuesday evening. Road closures will be in place around the stadium with fans also gathering in Campbell Park. Residents complained about road closures at a test event earlier this year but Jeff Snelson from Milton Keynes Council says a full traffic plan is in place. The key thing for the game is to look at our website lovemkrugby.co.uk and there's a whole range of traffic information on there. For spectators, the main thing we're doing is running free shuttle buses from down around the station area. So if any doubt, go down towards the station, the bottom end of Midsummer Boulevard, and you can catch a free shuttle bus three hours before the game, three hours afterwards to get in and out very easily. A 19-year-old is starting an 11-year sentence for his part in a gang-related stabbing in Luton Town Centre. Sejon King from Willerton Road is the 11th person to be convicted in connection with the violence last December. A gang from Lucy Farm ambushed members of a gang from Marsh Farm leaving an 18-year-old stabbed four times. The United States and Russia have agreed that their armed forces must talk to each other to avoid the risk of coming into conflict over Syria following Russia's first airstrikes there. America and other countries have raised concerns that Russia had targeted moderate opponents of President Assad rather than Islamic State fighters. The government says work to electrify the Midland Mainline railway line north of Bedford, which was halted earlier this year, will now go ahead. The chairman of Network Rail, Sir Peter Hendy, is confident the work can be done to schedule. If we get all parties involved, they all agree on the plans, what we need to do the track, what we need to do the signals, what we need to do to electrify it, then that looks to me like a time scale that we can keep to. A woman from Luton is through to the final of the BBC's Great British Bake Off. 30-year-old Nadia Hussain was born in the town and says she was inspired to bake at Cholney High School. In sport in last night's Champions League matches, there were wins for Manchester United and Manchester City. United beat Wolfsburg 2-1 at Old Trafford, while City won 2-1 away to Borussia Mönchengladbach with a last-minute penalty from Sergio Aguero. The weather, another dry and sunny day with lighter winds, so feeling warmer than yesterday. A maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
Here's Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. The show has not even started yet, suckers. Deal with it. When was the last time you heard Elliot Smith on the radio? Ha huh? ha. Huh? Oh yeah, back when XFM was good. Oh yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. I don't need to exist those guys. Hey, heart, have some of this. Yeah, I'm flicking you the V's, heart. I'm flicking you the V's. I've got a tiny leather glove. It belongs to a weird child. I'm slapping you in the face with it and saying, "Come on, have some of you." Busy show this morning. Uh, Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Etc. 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 Morning, Boyle. Yeah. Good to have you back. Yeah. Thanks, player. Yeah. In it though. Really. Um, This morning, the key question is: What have um, uh, what has exploded and left a deposit in your life? Not bombs. Hairdryer. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me more. Tell me seriously. Tell me more. I'm also from very common stock. Yeah. My granddad used to buy lots of bargains from the market. The market, oh, market toys. But he, they look like things from the shop, but they're not as good. His hits have included dusty chocolates, no. um, wine, screw top wine that had no actual threads in the screw, so we all, had to use pliers to get it off. All wine is screw top now. When did they? Have we run out it's of cork? cork? Yeah, because corks are. Have we run out of cork? Yeah, well, yeah. Let's go over to Ireland and make them grow some more. They, they don't grow cork, Kelly. They mine it. Silly. Have all the cork mines closed? 
I think there might be one. Obscene. But not enough, obviously. Obsequiously obscene. Where's all the cork? Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, five. So there was that. And then um, he bought me, I was going to France with school, and so he bought me a travel hairdryer, because I had hair, yep. more hair then. Um, and uh, I plugged it in, first day, blew up. What's blown up in your life? The reason I ask this, um, or in your bag, or in your pants, I tell you why. Well, no, people hide things in their pants, mm, yeah. and sometimes they go off. I used to keep my... Um, I used to keep money in my pants. Of course, of course you did. Because, Didn't have pockets in the 90s. Because, uh, because um, a, a robber might not be a rapist at the same time. I wasn't, I wasn't hiding it from anyone. It was quids just I in. Didn't, I didn't have any pockets. Quids out, quids in, quids out. I didn't have pockets and I didn't want a bag. Um, the reason why, because my wife um, sent me a text yes, this morning. I received it this morning saying there's some stuff you take for breakfast downstairs by your keys. So I know where that is. And I went down and there was, there was a little, little tub of fruit, a little orange juice and a little yoghurt pot. Mm. Uh, I put it in my bag and then when I got to work you may have noticed I disappeared for a long time it's because my yoghurt had exploded in my bag it looked like somebody had left a deposit of yoghurt in my bag I had to go and clean it out oh dear. so uh, what's exploded in your life not bombs Oh three four four. well I don't know maybe you've got a funny bomb story I don't know Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Hey, here we go. This is, um, okay. From today, it's against the law to smoke in a vehicle with anyone under 18. You can drive at 17. Mm. Officers will now be able to pull over motorists for smoking with children in the car and issue on-the-spot £50 fine. However, police chiefs say, to begin with, they'll be too busy hiding in tractors doing speed and things. Topical, topical. But actually, what they actually said was, getting back to the script, was they'll be exercising education, not prosecution, meaning they ain't going to do nothing. Uh, what is the change in the law, Catherine? Well, as you just said, uh, from today it'll be illegal to smoke in a car or any other vehicle with anyone under 18 present. The law applies both England and Wales, and both the driver and the smoker could be fined £50, assuming it's not the same person. Because it could be, could be your mum. Your mum could be having the fag. The law will not apply to a convertible car with the roof completely down. I'm assuming that would be a stationary car, because you can't really smoke in a convertible, can oh, you? Your you can, cherry would blow off. You can smoke a pipe. Oh, I suppose. What have the, uh, the old Bill got to say about this, then? The National Police Chiefs Council have said they will take a soft approach to begin with, with all the uh, officers they've got on the roads these days. All the officers cars. they've got in tractors. They say police forces... There was one in the back of a horse box today with a speed camera. Did you see that? What, like James Bond style? In the paper. What? At the back of the horse's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you make this boat go faster, I'll give you fifty thousand rand dollars. And make it go faster. Then he pushes him in the water. That's uh, Roger Moore. There, never trust Roger Moore. It's an excellent scene. Yeah. They say police forces will be taking an educational and non-confrontational approach. This means people will be more likely to be given oh. warnings than fined. Uh, and they say this approach should be issued, uh, adopted for a minimum of three months to help build up public awareness. Has there been any objection to the legislation? Uh, of course there has. <laughs> There's been some criticism that the law's going to be difficult for the police to enforce, being that there's no police on the roads. Yep. That's going to be tr tricky. Later on in the programme, we will hear from the pro-smoking group Freedom to Choose, because yeah. they believe they should have the freedom to choose. They believe that smoking in the car is no worse than smoking in your home with your children. Also, the former Lib Dem leader Nick Clegg believes the law is unnecessary. <laughs> Do you remember that guy? <laughs> Saying police should be able to exercise, uh, people should be able to exercise common sense without it being against the law. I think it's terrible that it's been made illegal. 
I think I genuinely think it's terrible that it's been made illegal. I don't think it's going to make any difference at all. No. And also, you shouldn't. Uh, I, I don't Most wanna... smokers don't smoke when their kids are trapped in a. I, I place don't want to do them. the old. I grew up in the seventies, and my dad. My dad used to uh, uh, make roll-ups as he was uh, thundering along. We only had like three motorways there. I'm old enough to remember when the M25 was being built. That's how we got our drive tarmacked because he went up to some builders who were making the M25. So you couldn't. I love how I, dodgy your dad was. I bung you a tenner. With this, 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 these motorway servicemen just turned up one morning with a truck full of tarmac and just dipped it, dropped it on the front. Anyway, that's how old I am. I think it's. I don't think you should ban smoking in cars with kids. I don't. I don't understand. It's just. I don't. The, the nanny state is a very easy, shorthand, lazy term. But I, I, what's it got to do with anyone else? What's it got to do with anyone else? And I'm not. I'm not a smoker. Uh, I haven't been for a long, long, many a year. If people want to smoke in their cars with their kids, then do you know what? There are worse things going on. Here's the thing. Yeah. If you're thick enough to smoke in an enclosed space with a child present and you wow. don't care, you're going to do it at home anyway. I got a great, um, I a great. You remember Marty Feldman? Yeah. He was the Google, the Google-eyed comedian. What done die? He was in Young Frankenstein. I saw a brilliant. Um, uh, film that he short film he made in 1968 documentary about the comedy, and there's a brilliant bit where he's going to all these different kind of comedy things like like a kind of old you know music hall and stuff. Then he goes and watches a lot of kids watching uh, primary school primary school so they're like five and six watching I'll try and find it on YouTube watching Punch and Judy right. And then afterwards he's down he's crouching down he's he's hunkered down he's going so what so why did you find that so funny right but he's got a fag on so he's got a fag on so why did you find that so funny. And the, but grown-ups used to smoke. Grown-ups used to smoke. I think it's outrageous that they're making it illegal. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, it's quite so far this morning. There's roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, which are likely to cause delays. They're in both directions, with the lane closed each way, so it could cause some long queues each direction this morning. And nearby in Luton, on Waller Avenue, that's closed in both directions between Beechwood Road and Chester Avenue for roadworks, so expect delays there. On the A41 yesterday, it got really busy at Blackthorn at the railway bridge, where they're doing some uh, work to the bridge, and the temporary traffic lights there weren't working, so there were lots of queues, and there's still got temporary traffic lights today but hopefully not such bad cues this morning. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. It's outrageous that they've made it illegal to smoke in the car with the kids. Outrageous! These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. From today, drivers and passengers face a £50 fine if they smoke in a vehicle carrying anyone under the age of 18. World Cup Rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight. <laughs> With the council promising a full traffic plan is in place after complaints from some kill killjoys at a test event earlier this year. And a 19-year-old is starting an 11-year sentence for his part in a gang-related stabbing in Luton Town Centre. Every weekday from three. It's not just about what we bring you. Starting off on the M25, it's particularly heavy moving anti-clockwise. It's also about what you bring us. In the end, I could only eat off my iron. Board. Your stories. Every room in the house was just, was climbing over mountains of rubbish. Your humour. There's a reason why you earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right. Your opinions. Well, the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and the, and the traffic wardens are so busy, so the culture has to change. I think parents do change into uh, different human beings when they are picking their kids up. Roberto Peroni. And everyone across beds, hearts and bucks. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Finish that quickly, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's giving me an idea for a phone in. Songs about queens. Songs about queens. It's about Queen Victoria. Right, God I can save think the of... Queen. No, no, no. no, I mean like the Sex Pistols version. Oh, yeah, I know. Fair play, we'll have that. Her Majesty by the Beatles. Yeah. Um, and the Stone Roses did one about the Queen. They were going to kill her or something, weren't they? Don't remember that one. Stone Roses. Isn't it? Cur- it's curtains for you, Elizabeth, my dear. Isn't that about the Queen? I don't know. Well, let's say it is. It makes it. Just makes it about easy. soft furnishings. No, 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 no. Songs about the Queen. It queens. Queens. Oh, <laughs> we have fun with that. Uh, <laughs> lucky me. <laughs> dear. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Let's go straight to Kelly Betts, who's going to have loads of songs about Queens. Queenie, Queenie, who's got the ball? Okie dokie. She's literally talking out of what can only be described a perfectly formed bunghole. Really, I mean, that's um, that's it. Songs about Queens, please. Uh, explosions in your life. Um, 03459 555. Oh. Once, I had a bottle of champagne explode. Oh. Because right? the fridge went bung overnight. Bung. Why did I say bunga? Because you said bung earlier. Yeah. Bunga bunga party. Everything froze. Huh? Everything froze in my fridge. All right. It, it went bust. Oh. And uh, this bottle of champagne exploded. We always had homemade wine exploding. I mean, that was de rigueur in the seventies. That's 70s. what it's supposed to do, isn't it? <laughs> Killer Queen's not about the Queen, Jamie. You plum. It's got to be songs about Queens, not like just the word Queen in. Oh. Anyone could do that. It's got to be about speci- actual Queens. That song was specifically oh, like Dancing Queen. That was about the Queen of uh, Norway. I'm going to say. Um, no, it wasn't. That was about. Um, um, that was uh, Abba's nickname for Bjorn. <laughs> Chance to be a fine thing. I would make such a good gay man, apart from one one, one tiny thing. <laughs> I'd be so good at it though. But just that thing is what puts me off. But everything else, I'd be brilliant at it. It's quite pivotal that. Oh three four five. Yeah, that's the problem. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Now towards the end of uh, yesterday's show, we had a text from a gentleman called Mohammed, mm-hmm. uh, and he told it was it was an intriguing text. I was intrigued. He's, he told us he was planning a protest outside a local school, and were we interested? Boy, oh boy, were we. I ordered Catherine to immediately call him back. What happened, Catherine? I was already ringing him back. Um, I spoke to Mohammed and he told me this story that four or five weeks ago, his little girls, who were seven and eight, were playing in their back garden on their trampoline when their neighbour started shouting at them. Not only was he shouting, he was also swearing at them. um, And gesturing. Um, Now, this neighbour happens to be a teacher. Uh Uh-oh. Which Mohammed thinks is another reason why he shouldn't be behaving that way towards children. Now, Mohammed says that his kids are quite well brought up children. They think that shut up is swearing. Hang on. Everyone thinks yeah, their no. kids are well brought up. Even the, the scummiest scumbags with three fags on a go and tattoos all up their arm think their kids are well brought up. But what I'm saying to you is his kids think that shut up is swearing. He said to you. Yeah. So he says that they were terrified when they were subjected to this, I mean, shouted at by a stranger anyway, or, or someone who's not your parents, but also subjected to some very crude language and some gestures that they didn't understand. Among the things he said, yep. what the F are you looking at? Yep. Tell them to F off. Oh. And he said something in Bengali that, that is, doesn't sound particularly strong when you translate it, but apparently it is. What was it in Bengali? I'll translate it In Bengali it, it said, do you want to be with me? Oh, yeah, I think But know. he meant in a sexual way. Oh, man. He's a, uh, this guy's a teacher? Yeah, apparently he let rip at these kids, and it's happened twice. He did that as well? <laughs> On the second occasion, 
Mohammed was actually there when he started shouting at the children yeah. and he objected. Things got heated, the police ended up being called. Oh. By the time they arrived, things had died down and Mohammed said that the neighbour denied everything and the police didn't want to upset the girls by asking them what had happened, oh. even though Mohammed was saying, talk to the kids. How old are these kids? Six and seven. Oh, yeah. Mohammed said he, he told the police he would have supported them to do so and actually what happened was that they were left feeling as if the police didn't believe them and didn't care what happened. Um, he also claims that the police told him to just keep the girls indoors in future if they want to avoid trouble. As it is, he says his little girls are too frightened to play out. So Mohammed said he, he got no joy with the police, so he decided, he was thinking about this for quite a long time, no. and he said, this guy's a teacher, he shouldn't be behaving that way, even if it's out of school time. No. He told the school what had happened. He said the response from the school was dismissive, mm. which is why he's planning to take things further. Oh. And he's planning to protest outside the school next month. Um, well... Why next month? Do you mean this month? No, November. Why November? He's told the he's told that the school he's planning to do it. Happy October, by the way, guys. Yeah, he's, planning, he's told the school he's planning to do it. He's trying to rally support. He says, but do you know what? I'll stand there on my own if I have to. Why did um, you know my my um, views on on protests on premises? I'm completely for them. That's what I did um, last month in the mobile phone shop for an hour and a quarter. Um, why didn't he just go and do it? Why is he Why is he waiting a month? I don't know. He said he want, you can talk to him in, a, in an hour's time and ask him why. I oh, said to him... This what, is like a precursor to yeah. the conversation. What do you want to achieve with all this? He says he just wants the man to know how much he's upset the little girls and that he shouldn't treat children like that, and especially because he's a teacher. I said to Mohammed, have you not spoken to this neighbour of yours directly? He said he's not the sort of person you can just approach. Uh, Neighbourly disputes are always... Um, they're always a tough one. So hopefully this song will jog things on a little bit and bring a bit of, bit of peace between them. Pickers in Nashville, and they can pick more notes than the number of ants on the Tennessee Ant Hill. Yeah, there's 1,352 guitar cases in Nashville, and anyone that unpacks his guitar can play twice as better than I will. Yes, I was just 13. You might say I was a musical proverbial knee high. When I heard a couple new sounding tunes on the tubes, and they blasted me sky high. And the record man said, everyone is a yellow sun record from Nashville. And up north here ain't nobody buys them. And I said, but I will. And it was Nashville cats play clean as country water. Nashville cats playing wild as Mountain Dew. Nashville cats been playing since they Mothers from Nashville All the friends play music And they ain't uptight If one of the kids will Because it's custom made For any mother's son To be a guitar picker in Nashville And I sure am glad I got a chance to say a word About the music And the mothers from Nashville And Nashville cats Play Queen's Country Water Nashville cats Play Wild Mountain Dew Playing since these babies' nights. 
steps. Get work before they're too picky. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's been an accident on the exit slip road at Junction 11 for Dunstable. There's a lane blocked there on the exit slip road and it's starting to cause queues from Junction 12 for Flitwick. On the A1 southbound in Borenwood, it's starting to look busy between the Holiday Inn and Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. And this evening at 8 o'clock in Milton Keynes at Stadium MK, France take on Canada in the Rugby World Cup. So expect delays on the A5 through Milton Keynes this evening. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bars. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. From today, drivers and passengers face a £50 fine if they smoke in a vehicle carrying anyone under 18. World Cup rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight, with the council promising a full traffic plan is in place after complaints from residents at a test event earlier this year. And a 19-year-old is starting an 11-year sentence for his part in a gang-related stabbing in Luton Town Centre last December. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. World Cup rugby does indeed come to Milton Keynes tonight with France taking on Canada at Stadium MK. There are also matches in Milton Keynes on Saturday afternoon and next Tuesday evening. Andrew Coslett chairs England Rugby 2015. Uh, that's one of the reasons you host World Cups. It's really to have as many new faces, new eyeballs looking at the sport as possible. So we're thrilled to be here. I think it's going to be a great series of three games and can't wait for him to start on Thursday. Also today, Wales play Fiji, hoping to build on Saturday's win at Twickenham. England, meanwhile, named their side at midday for Saturday's must-win game against Australia. In last night's Champions League matches, there were wins for Manchester United and Manchester City. United beat Wolfsburg 2-1 at Old Trafford, while City won 2-1 away to Borussia Mönchengladbach. More from Conor McNamara. Manchester City certainly rode their luck here in Germany. In the first half, Joe Hart saved a penalty and Manuel Pellegrini team were very fortunate not to give away another. Munching Gladbach eventually broke the deadlock in the second period through Lars Stindl, but Manchester City equalised with a pinball machine goal. Otamendi's volley eventually deflected off the defender Christensen, but Di Michaelis might well claim the ball had passed the line from his initial effort. The winner came from the spot in the 90th minute. Aguero both won and scored the penalty for Manchester City's first win in the Champions League this season. There are Europa League matches tonight for Liverpool and Tottenham, and Roy Hodgson will announce his squad for England's upcoming Euro 2016 qualifiers against Estonia and Lithuania this lunchtime. Tottenham's former MK Dons midfielder Deli Alley has been tipped for a call-up. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Oh, I can I can get freaky with the best of them. You want, you want beef heart? You want beef heart? I'll give you beef heart. Smart and twisted. Actually, that's probably enough beef fight. Let's have a bit of um, uh, the. Um... So, yeah, we.
This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Hang on, bear with me. It'll be worth it. Trust it will be worth it. Uh... Ah. Told you it'd be worth it. Beautiful. Right, who gives a stuff about rugby? Do you know what? Do you know what this song is, Kaz? Um... Do you know what this song is, Kath? Rin, Boyle. It's good. It's good. It's good. Here we go. Shh, 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 shh. Yeah. What is it? I just... Is it called I Just Saw a Face or something? It's, it's something. It's clo- close enough for rock and roll. It's close enough for um, folk uh, pop and disco. Uh, who gives us stuff about rugby? We're going to be talking about those people who are whinging that this... The street's going to be closed for like a day, yeah? Deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it. That was going to be the lead story, guys, until Kath came in and kicked some ass. That was me. We're going to do three hits on some Whoa. miserable people who are upset because one of the streets was going to be closed for a little bit and they were concerned. We ah. don't know whether it's going to cause any problems. Let's wait no. until they happen, shall we? First of all, right, it's, 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 it's one day and you still, you still have access, so chill out. But um, to go on the other side, you, when Simon was talking about this rugby thing that's going on at Milton Keynes and it cut to the interview of the guy who obviously he's got, you know, his... Um, <laughs> can I phrase that without... Can't use that one, can't use that one. Is hot for rugby, mm. right? Um, he goes, well, if you go to the website, uh, I love rugby.co.uk. I don't know, how can anyone love rugby? I've never I've never seen a rugby game. I've seen, like, a few seconds of it. Enough for me to realise is boring, man. What is, what? I mean, what's going on? Rugby players do it with oddly shaped balls. That's not funny. Before I was a cricket widow, I was a rugby widow, so I had God, to you've slept around all the sports teams. Mm. Not football. Not not bright enough. A rugby man would crush you. Well, he tried. Anyway. <laughs> but I rose. Anyway, um he uh he used to play a lot of rugby and um Scrummage? It was boring. Did you go down in the scrum? Did he try? Did he convert you? Those are all my rugby gags, and they're pretty well, good. Well done. Well pretty done. We went out for five and a half years. He did pretty much everything. So we um, were, we were standing at the side of the did thing. Did you change ends at wind. half time? Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's boring anyway. I don't get it, sport. I don't know why I keep going out with um, sport people. I should uh, go out with... You should go out with Sport Billy, because his bag was awesome. Boring, though. It's the full sport of boring Billy, stuff. Sport Billy is full of useful stuff. I think Sport Billy used to solve crimes. What was he, he was? He used to have a spaceship that was like a stopwatch, didn't he? No, mate. He had a bag that where he could pull a javelin out if he needed, or a ladder. Mm. Anyway, boring. I don't. I don't want either of those Rugby, things. Rugby. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. One of you suckers. I said suckers. It wasn't what I was thinking. Call up and tell me why rugby is uh, is um, is uh, for the win because it ain't for the win. It's boring. I don't get watching any sport. I can understand that might be fun playing it. No. But I'm not going to stand and watch a load of other people do it. It's like standing outside a party and no. watching everyone have a good time. I like watching the snooker. <laughs> Why? Oh, well, because it's. I think it's. I like. Um, I like watching men tidy up their balls. <laughs> Spat there. That's how excited I was at uh, the prospect of that joke leaving my mouth. I like snooker. I think it's skill. It's skill. And it takes skill and courage unknown. It's boring. It's probably game. Pub game. I like watching the fast runs. Why? It's, it's short. The only good, yeah, exactly. That's the good thing about it. And it's, it's, fast. it's like. <laughs> what I really like about the fast running is I like the, the faces. Gun. I like the gun. I like the faces I like they do. I like watching all of that stuff. 
for? Is Kelly, is Kelly doing this from in her bed with a lover? <laughs> what voice was that? Flipping, eh? <laughs> Can I do the show from my bed one day with my lover? Please do. Please do. Russ wants to know if you um, got taken to the Simbin. Always. I, I've rephrased it slightly. Oh. Um, 03459. You can call it about anything. Do you know what I mean? So we're talking about explosions in your life. Um, uh, rugby. And um, I genuinely think that this law that stops people smoking in cars with their kids. With their kids. With people under the age of 18. Oh, for goodness. You can drive at the age of 17. So there's a dilemma. If you're 17 and you're having a fag, you're going to go to prison. They're going to execute these people. I think well, that escalated, didn't it? Well, <laughs> from telling them off. You tell. Um, <laughs> Who's going to tell you off? There aren't any police on the roads. Just don't do hey, it. Hey, here's a, a great story in the sun. Right, I love this. This is popping up quite a bit recently. I don't know why. There must be a film out. Future expert predicts boom in Android lovers. Future expert. These are futurologists. These are people who just get paid to go on the radio and go. Well, yeah. What will happen in twenty-five years' time? Shut up, tomorrow's world. We'll be having sex with robots in the next 10 years. Some people already are, aren't Exactly, they? ladies and gentlemen, exactly. Robots already build our cars, clean our houses and make our food. But soon, they'll be jumping into bed with many of us. Oh, sexy robot. <laughs> well, all you got to do, because you get those um, blow-up dolls, all you got to do is... You get an attachment. Is put, do the, the eagle eyes, the little <laughs> thing at the back of the head that makes the eyes move around. The string on the... You are so sexy, I want to make love to you. Pull that. She'd have an accent, my one. That's just the thing. Pull that. Beautiful. Scary one, I'm in. Sounds Literally. Beautiful. She... Boom. That's the problem. You go boom because you have to blow them up. This is why the robot ones would be a step in the right direction. Speaking of explosions. Step in the right. Yeah. They would explode, wouldn't they? With with passion. <laughs> they'd have to have a um, they'd have to have a chip built into them that would um, prevent that from happening. And I, 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 for a, for the lady robot, I can see how that would work. A gentleman robot, really? Really? Rise of the Robots? Hmm? It may seem like the plot <laughs> of a raunchy sci-fi movie, but the popularity of sex androids, sex droids, is already on the rise, hmm? with manufacturers offering lifelike moving dolls for, quote, private fun. Oh. It's like... It's, he is a futurologist. It's like seen on the washing machine. What's the but point? What if... <laughs> <laughs> What if... <laughs> Put some eyes on it. The robot turns against you and kills you. He, he, like, as we've seen in the documentaries, yes. The Terminators. At home with The Terminators. Well, then you'd, you'd be dead, mate. And no it one gets seen Blade all Runner, of your cause... household appliances against you. Yeah, Blade Runner. Futurologist Dr Ian Pearson has now predicted that the specialised robots will start to appear in ordinary homes. There ain't, no, there ain't nobody ordinary that has it away with a robot. <laughs> in the next decade, as Randy humans... Randy. That, that'll be us, guys. Look for hassle-free love. In a report <laughs> produced for an online sex shop, he says... So futurologist Dr Ian Pearson is taking the sex shop dollar. Some people will enthusiastically embrace relationship-free robot sex as soon as mm. they can afford one, as early as 2025. People who like mechanical, predictable encounters. The uh, <laughs> brothels, and, brothels and strip clubs will soon include robots. And they will be a specific fetish for some people, <laughs> wait. as well as a potentially cheaper replacement for real life so interactions. So there will be a robot that will take its clothes off. Yeah. What if it just looks like I'm that Johnny Five? Too Tye? sexy for my shirt. <laughs> syntax error. Syntax error. <laughs> they can already get him for six grand. He says the early. Oh no, hang on. Uh, Neil Slateford, co-owner of Britain's 
biggest online sex toy retailer, Love Honey. Gosh. Love Honey. Predicts that robot sex will be commonplace far sooner. He says, yeah, the early robotic toys are out of the price range of most people, costing around six fares and pans. But technology is developing all the time. Prices will inevitably come down and we envisage selling mass market robotic toys in around three years. They could be brilliant. Unless they could be brilliant. They could be. They'd probably be rubbish. <laughs> they could be brilliant. And let's face it, it's the safest way to have a threesome with your partner oh. and not end up in a divorce court. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming they'll be wiped down. The thing is... <laughs> I was going to say, the ones that are in communal areas, flipping, eh? <laughs> US firm, this is the best story in the world. And guys, if you've got children, I'm sorry, but it's their future we're talking about here. US firm, True Companions website, advertises an ultra-realistic sex robot known as Roxy, triple X, describing it as a good replacement for a wife or girlfriend without the social issues. Yeah, if you, if you don't like people. <laughs> oh, man alive. Gosh. Well, uh, I, I, my, my boys are going to have a good time in the future. <laughs> my soul is withered. Um, uh, Bill Withards. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five. If you've ever made love to a machine, call me now. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident on the M1 southbound on the exit slip road at Junction 11 for Dunstable. There's a lane blocked there because of that and it's really busy now from Junction 12 for Flittick. On the M25 it's starting to build up anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for the A41 at Watford and it's also very busy on the A1 southbound from the Holiday Inn towards the Stirling Corner and having a look at Park Street that's looking a little bit busy at the moment around the Park Street roundabout but not too bad and in Milton Keynes this evening at 8 o'clock France take on Canada in the World Cup rugby match, so expect extra traffic this evening on the A5 through Milton Keynes by Stadium MK. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counts Radio. Thank you, Sam. I didn't realise this rugby match that's taking place in Milton Keynes that all the neighbours are so upset about. It's only France versus Canada. Who the hell's going to go to that? I mean... France, if you've got your tickets for the France versus Canada rugby game at Milton Keynes, oh... I wouldn't leave too early, there's not going to be much traffic. It's only France versus Canada. 6.45, Thursday the 1st of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. From today, drivers and passengers face a £50 fine if they smoke in a vehicle carrying anyone under 18. World Cup rugby comes tonight uh, to Milton Keynes, with the council promising a full traffic plan is in place after complaints from residents at a test event earlier this year. And a 19-year-old is starting an 11-year sentence for his part in a gang-related stabbing in Luton Town Centre. Let's get the weather. It's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. Lots more blue skies and sunshine around today. It's going to be another beautiful day right across the three counties. Um, there are a few mist and fog patches around this morning. They're fairly shallow, so they should lift and clear really nice and quickly through the morning, but just something to watch out for if you are driving. And, um, yeah, lot, lots more blue skies, largely cloud-free again, I think, today with plenty more sunshine. And the winds are going to fall just that little bit lighter as well, so not quite as fresh as it was yesterday. Highs of around 18 or even possibly 19 Celsius we might get there today that's 66 in Fahrenheit it's going to be a, a 
gorgeous day basically lots of lots of sunshine around but overnight tonight we start to see a few changes now we're going to get some cloud coming in from the east and uh, because the winds are going to be very light then we'll we'll see some mist and fog patches form overnight uh, tonight and they'll last well into tomorrow morning for some areas so something to watch out for through tomorrow morning's rush hour it's also going to feel quite chilly and where we keep the clear skies and the heat really radiates away then we may just see a touch of frost on the grass into tomorrow morning as well so for tomorrow then there could just be a little bit more in the way of clouds some of that mist and fog could lift into some cloud but again lots more sunshine developing it's going to be another lovely day but it might not be completely cloud free oh dear um highs of around 18 celsius and then as we head through to the weekend because of the position of the highs just moving off to the northeast it will start to feed more cloud down so there will be more in the way of cloud over the weekend but still some sunny spells staying dry some chilly nights misty mornings and it will all start to break down into next week with some rain on monday afternoon that's the forecast My name is Larry, my name is Larry, I have a mother, her name is Mother. Hi Mother, hi, I love you Mother, I always love you Mother. My name is Larry, my name is Larry, I have a sister, her name is Joyce.
Well, that's a guy who's never going to have to have sex with a robot, unless he needs to wind down. That's this week's BBC introduction track. Let's go over to Kelly Betts to find out a little bit more about Jim Caesar, the singer Jim Caesar. Is that his name, Jim Caesar? Yeah. Didn't they used to work down the market selling knockoff videos? Yeah. Okay. Tell us about Jim Caesar and his hit, Artifact. Uh, he's from Chesham. Oh. That's our introducing track of the week. Isn't Chesham in Kent? No. Okay. It's in Buckinghamshire. If, that's what you've, if they've moved the boundaries, then that's fine. Mmm. Um, yeah. Okay, great, great. <laughs> great info. As always, uh, we go to Nanny Eilick. Not Nanny Eilick. We go to Aww. Dave Luton. Oh, she got the hunt with us. We go to Dave Luton and get his uh, his reaction. Are you real? Yes, he's real. Okay. Um, speaking of uh, being real, it's Mark in a Leighton Buzzard. Morning, Mark. Morning, Ian. How you doing? I'm all right, thank you. I don't, really? I, I tell you what. I got really peed off yesterday, right? All of my emails went cock-a-hoop. First of all, my iPhone said I had over four million emails. It just went nuts. Yours did the same. the same thing, yeah. said I had four million emails. And then my other email accounts that are hosted, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. So I spent a whole day frustrated, Mark. So I'm, I'm still carrying that tension over into October. So that's October ruined. <laughs> that's a good spot. You asked. Anyway, Mark, what you got? Um, this no smoking thing with uh, children under the age of, well, people under the age of 18. It's outrageous. Uh, well, I'm a smoker, I've got young kids, I can kind of understand where it's coming from, but does this uh, go for people who are on the vapour things? No. It doesn't? Well, no, that's not smoking, that's vaping. I can't believe I'm defending those idiots. No. Fair enough. That's no, the argument, shot down, but... But thanks, but thanks for calling. He was just checking before he sparked up, wasn't he? Spark up your vapes. Um, it's, no, it's just fags. It's just fags. <coughs> um, I, I suspected... I, pipes, cigars. <laughs> Anything you have to light, I, I suspected guess. Mark was, was, was going to go, well, it ain't fair. Or, or, I don't, anyway, it I, if, you're, if you're a parent and you smoke, I think that's highly irresponsible. And um, I, I think it's pretty poor show of you to do that because you're telling your kids it's all right to um, do something that will uh, could potentially shorten your life and is... is um, obnoxious and disgusting and stinky. Uh, so you're telling your kids that that's all right. Hey, man, if that's what you want to do, guys, you go off and do that. I don't think that they should ban smoking in cars, though, if you've got kids in the back of your car. It can help you focus. It can help you look, do a little bit of focus. What, really? Having a fag on, yeah, it calms you down. I don't think banning it's the answer. I think you have to be dim to do it. Dennis is indunstable. <laughs> Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Vietnam. What's this you're coming to see my show on October the 17th? Yes, yes, unfortunately. Thank you. And there's a young I couple... I to get a ticket. Yes, yes. Uh, well, uh, there's a young couple are taking you there. Yes, I know. I contacted them, and I'm very pleased. Do you know who they are? No, apart from <laughs> one lady called Sarah. How, well, how, well, hang on a minute. So you're going to get a lift with a couple who could be... Let's be... I don't know who they are. They just messaged me on Twitter. One of them's called Sarah. Yeah. They could be swingers... Yes, they could be, but I'm too knackered to do anything about it. They could be robot perverts. Ah, oh, no, 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 no. I no, I totally disagree with sex with a robot. It's like having a <laughs> bath. the line. Could you on. clip that, please? Yeah, go on. I said it's like having a bath with your boots on. Having sex with a robot. Um, <laughs> you sound like you're speaking from experience. Have you done it? Didn't you hang out? Uh, who did you hang out? Long Cheney Junior. He probably had robot um, sex slaves back in the forties. Oh, I don't know. But they were made of wood. <laughs> He got splinters. Were they? Yeah, Wood, wooden tarpaulin. Like, this sounds like the condoms we used to get in the navy. Oh. Used to re. Used, is this right? I'm not saying this to be vulgar. Used to wash them out and reuse them. 
Well, you couldn't get the damn things off. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Also, what has he just learned? Reused it anyway. Ew. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone. Have you got any stories in the yeah, newspapers, yeah, Catherine? Yeah, I've got a spacey one. I know you like those. Oh yeah. Scientists will attempt to nudge an asteroid out of its <laughs> orbital path. <laughs> nudge. You idiots. Out of its orbital path in yeah. a practice run for saving the world. Yeah, it's something you should practice. The US and European mission will crash a probe into Diddy Moon. Diddy Moon? Does Ken Dodd know about this? They're, they're going to be the Diddy Men on there. To see if they can stop it from circling a larger asteroid. Diddy Moth. Oh, did he really? Did. <laughs> did. The uh, test to be launched in 2020, never going to happen, will show if a larger asteroid threatening to wipe out the planet could be deflected out of our path. You know who the biggest, most vocalist um, person is who bangs on when they used to be an MP, constantly bangs on about asteroids hitting the planet Earth and destroying us? Lembit Opic. My good buddy Lembit Opic, that idiot. He is. I bet he'd love to nudge an asteroid. <laughs> I think he probably has. I mean, it's just outrageous what that guy's been up to. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There are delays on the M1 southbound from Junction 12 for Flittick to 11 for Luton because of an accident on the exit slip road at Junction 11 for Luton. Also on the A1M that's looking really busy southbound at Junction 7 for Stevenage. And there are some delays on the M25 anti-clockwise now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. And it's also looking so from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 15 for the M4. On the A1 southbound in Borenwood, it's very slow from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. And looking at the train departure board, so no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Well, busy first uh, first hour of the show, but the main thing that we've learnt so far is that Dennis. No, I totally disagree with sex of the robot. There we go, guys. Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, ban comes into force to to stop smoking in cars with children. World Cup rugby in Milton Keynes and former Luton student into BBC's Bake Off final. BBC's Three Counties Radio. A law banning smokers from lighting up in vehicles carrying anyone under 18 has come into force today. Offenders could face a fixed penalty fine of £50, but police say they're more likely to issue warnings. Jane Willits is from the Police Federation. We don't actually have a bespoke fine would issue on the spot. However, an officer could use their discretion if they so wish to, and they could do a, a traffic report and report the driver for an offence if they felt it was required. Or they could do use their discretion and they could give words of advice and give an educational talk to the person on the roadside. World Cup rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight with France taking on Canada at Stadium MK. There are also matches in Milton Keynes on Saturday afternoon and next Tuesday evening. Road closures will be in place around the stadium with fans also gathering in Campbell Park. Residents complained about road closures at a test event earlier this year, but Jeff Snelson from Milton Keynes Council says a full traffic plan is in place. The stadium holds around 30,000 people and for the Games most of those people are going to come from outside Milton Keynes. So... We, we reckon there's going to be an excess or, or pushing towards 100,000 people uh, visiting for, for matches. And of course, with the, the fan zone here, we uh, expect a good number coming here as well. A 19-year-old is starting an 11-year sentence for his part in a gang-related stabbing in Luton Town Centre. Sejon King from Willerton Road is the 11th person to be convicted in connection with the violence last December. A gang from Lucy Farm ambushed members of a gang from Marsh Farm, leaving an 18-year-old stabbed four times. The US and Russia are to meet to coordinate their military action in Syria after America expressed concern that Russian airstrikes appeared to be targeting moderate opponents of President Assad. Moscow insisted it had hit Islamic State targets. The government says work to electrify the Midland Mainline railway line north of Bedford, which was halted earlier this year, will now go ahead. The chairman of Network Rail, Sir Peter Hendy, is confident the work can be done to schedule. If we get all parties involved, they all agree on the plans, what we need to do to the track, what we need to do to the signals, what we need to do to electrify it, then that looks to me like a time scale that we can keep to. A woman from Luton is through to the final of the BBC's Great British Bake Off. 30-year-old Nadia Hussain was born in the town and says she was inspired to bake at Chalney High School. Judges Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood voted her star baker in last night's semi-final. Nadia deserves to be in the final and she deserves to be star baker. She's really picked two bakes that are quite tricky to do and got it spot on at the right time. I, I made it to the finals. 
In sport in last night's Champions League matches, there were wins for Manchester United and Manchester City. United beat Wolfsburg 2-1 at Old Trafford, while City won 2-1 away to Borussia Mönchengladbach with a last-minute penalty from Sergio Aguero. The weather, another dry and sunny day with lighter winds, so feeling warmer than yesterday, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you very much, uh, Simon. Excellent. Excellent. So, this morning, busy show. Uh, What's exploded? My yoghurt exploded in my back this morning. It was fun cleaning it out. Just found some of my diary. I hope it's yoghurt. Explosions in your life, please. 03 459 555. Um... I suspect the sexy robot thing is probably... Well, I mean, it's out there. It's out there. If, if you want to call in about that, you're welcome. On oh, this smoking ban in cars if you've got kids. I mean, listen, if you smoke, you're an idiot, right? But they shouldn't ban it. Ban it in cars? No, 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 no. no. 03 459... Four double five, five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, uh, from today, it's against the law to smoke in a car with anyone under the age of 18. Officers will now be able to pull over motorists for smoking with children in the car and issue an on-the-spot 50-pound fine. However, (laughs) they're not going to do it, are they? The police chiefs have said, to begin with, they'll be exercising education, not prosecution, meaning you're more likely to get a warning. Well, David Atherton is chairman of the pro-smoking group Freedom to Choose. Uh, Morning, David. Good morning, Ian. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Listen, if you're stupid enough to smoke in front of your kids and set them a bad example, then you know, that's fair enough. Um, but I think, bring, would you agree that bringing in the, the, the ban in the car in front of kids is, is perhaps a little bit, um, a little bit fascist? <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you're pinching and pinching all my best lines at the moment, Oh, sorry, boss. I'll oh, shut up. You, you, you do them then. Go on, you do them. <laughs> you know, no, no, no problems there. Um, joking apart... Um, if you want to go on the freedom angle, uh, what is the difference between banning smoking in a car with kids to banning smoking in a home with kids? Well, you, the, the argument could be you could you could have a um, uh, you could do it in different rooms, I suppose. And smoking the car is the car is a more enclosed space, I suppose. Oh, don't, don't, don't worry. No, no. In 1998, Ash said they had no plans to to add, to recommend the banning of smoking in pubs and restaurants. Yeah. Because it was all a nasty, nasty, nasty rumour for the tobacco companies. You know, um, you know, the, the the anti-smokers will never will never sleep. I, I've I've heard of somebody from Ash saying, well, 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 the ban in smoking in cars should be extended to to any to anybody in, in a car. So this is just a slippery slope of more and more legislation, more and more bullying, bullying of smokers, and the, the more sort of marginalisation. And you know, you know, it's like yourself in. You know, mad enough to smoke in front of, in, in front, you know, mad enough to smoke in front of kids. Yeah. You know, that's that's a bit strong, isn't it? You know, what we what we're gonna do? Ban next? Ban ban a drink of alcohol in front of kids? Eating, no. eating red meat in front of kids? No. If you smoke in front of a kid, you're an idiot. Smoke in front of one of your kids, you're an idiot. Smoke, one of my, smoke in front of one of my kids, I'll have a word with you. Why? Sorry. Why? <laughs> because um, you're you're normalising something that is that is um, dangerous and life threatening. Oh, okay. So, 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 
so we, so we as a group, smokers should be denormalised by the state and everybody else. No, 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 no. So, no, no. What I'm saying is, I don't want my kids to think it's acceptable to smoke. I mean, they'll make their own decisions and they probably will experiment with it. Uh, I used to smoke a long time ago, and and I was sensible enough to realise, oh yeah, hang on, this is costing me a fortune and it's killing me. I think I might uh, stop now. Would never, would never smoke in front of kids. Uh, well, that, that, that's a matter of that, that is a matter of discretion, isn't it? Um, well, I don't want to people... give them cancer. Uh, well, and you're going to trot out there's no evidence that um, passive smoking is dangerous. Well, there is. There is loads of evidence uh, well, that passive smoking... Well, well, what's your evidence? I, I, well, surprisingly, uh, David, I don't have the facts and figures, but obviously passive smoking is dangerous. Uh, well, let, let me quote you a man of Sanford of, uh, uh, of Ash. OK. Who was, who was caught off guard ten years ago in, in an interview with Professor Tim Luckhurst. OK. Because uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be speaking to her in an hour, so you, you, uh, tell oh, me what to, whoa, what to whoa, ask. Oh, yeah. good stuff. Well... Put it to it. What she said was, yeah. um, ten years ago in this interview with Professor Tim L- Tim Luckhurst, yeah. that most of the studies done in the passive smoking do right. not reach statistical significance. Yeah, but it's obvious, though, isn't it? You're blowing out toxic chemical uh, smoke that will go in the. You'd accept that smoking is bad for the smokers, right? That's a fact, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do the active smoking, yes. Right. So, let, so let, how let, could let, it? How could it? How could it not be bad for the people that are breathing in? Let me let me put. No, the dangers no. of passive smoking in in simple terms. You yeah. know, um, okay, if you went into a restaurant with with, with fifty covers, you say there's fifty tables there, and it had fifty candles on the table, you will be you will be breathing in the equivalent of one hundred cigarettes and similar carcinogens as well. No one's ever talking about burning candles in restaurants, are they? Hang on a minute. One, Seriously? One, one, no, that, that's, that's balls, I'll be honest. Pass, if you just go to the NHS website, passive smoking can damage your body because secondhand smoke contains more than 4,000 chemicals, many of which are irritants and toxins. So I wouldn't want kids... Sorry? There are plenty of scientists... Yeah, we can, listen, we can all... Well, listen, the, 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 oh, you started off so well and now you've embarrassed yourself. David, we can all pick, we can all pick and cherry-pick stuff that, that supports, you know, one argument or another. It's obvious, mate, and you know it's obvious. If you're blowing out that... So what you're saying, when you breathe in the smoke, yeah. right, the chemicals stay in you, the bad stuff stays in you, and then, what, your, 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 um, your, your throat is like a filter that filters out all the bad stuff, so when you blow your it out, it's up. just like fun the smoke? Yeah, the, the lungs Your lungs are, are a filter yeah. which filters out all the bad stuff yeah. so that when you blow it out, it's just like fun smoke. Yeah, OK, fine. L- l- is that l- what l- you're l- saying? L- l- yeah, l- l- again, let me, let me give That's you what you're saying. Wow. <laughs> you, <laughs> David, you're brilliant. OK. Well, OK, OK. Do you want 50 quid for charity on this one? No, no, I don't. Well, OK, fine. Just to give you an example, if you if you uh, uh, what, what somebody breathes in, yeah. um, if you're in a in a in a in a room that was un- unventilated yeah. and uh, didn't have any air conditioning in it, um, the non-smoker would breathe in one hundredth of, of what the smoker does. If the room yeah. was ventilated, it would probably be about one five hundredth, one thousandth. Okay, what about in a car? Uh, it's about the same, actually. Um, if you, according if you to the stat, according to the stats that you've got, and I could go online now and I could find loads of other stats that, that were, listen, that you're, you're like, uh, uh, listen, I, I'm kind of agreeing that banning smoking in cars in front of kids is stupid. If you smoke in front of your kids, then man alive, you, you, you're dumb and you obviously don't care for your kids. But banning it in cars is a little bit nanny state. But come on, David, come on, you can't argue 
that your lungs act as a filter that filter out the 4,000 chemicals in cigarettes so when you blow that smoke out, it's just like the smoke they have on top of the pops or something. Are you, are you seriously suggesting that? Uh, it's probably not a million, million miles away. And by the way, wow. there, might be, there might be 4,000 chemicals in cigarette smoke, but only about 70 are potentially dangerous. Okay. Um, and by the way, um, in, in coffee... Is that all? Is that all? Is that all? <laughs> OK. In coffee, there's 2,000 chemicals, yeah. of which 40 are carcinogenic. I don't, I don't spit my coffee down my kids' throats. So mm. that's, that, that comparison is pointless. Well, OK, so well, I, 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 I'll tell you what I do. I will, I will email, email your researchers today... Those, uh, the scientific papers on... on, on, uh, on yeah, fine, on, and then I'll go and find some ones that contradict it. We can, we can find anything we want that will back up the argument we want. It, but it's obvious, isn't it? It's obvious, well, and you know it is. Uh, well, no, no, I don't know, because you know, it, you know, it, it is one of, one of the most appalling abuses of science. David, are you a smoker? Years. I am a smoker, yeah. OK, so you, you're basically... you got kids? Uh, well, they're growing up now, okay. yeah. You, and you smoked in front of your kids? Yeah, did you? Yeah, OK. Well, you're basically just trying to justify your own stupidity. That's all it is. And that's fine. You're an addict. You're an addict. And that's fine. You, you, are, you, are, um, you are justifying your addiction. Some might say a weakness. I wouldn't, because it's bloody hard to stop smoking. But you're justifying your addiction and justifying your, your stupidity in front of your right, own kids. In, and that's fine. Ian, let me qualify what you, what, what you just said there. My daughter who smokes... With, you know, oh, I'm so about. sorry. Um, you know, doesn't does well. It's her, her decision. I'd much rather she smoked than, than, than drank alcohol when, when she was under, under the age of eighteen. But anyway, but well, well I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you've, you've done such a poor job in raising your kids that they smoke. Oh, yeah, that's a bit rude, isn't it? I'm genuinely sorry. I'm sorry that you, you've not weren't able to set a healthy, loving example for them. Uh, well, you know, I'm, perhaps, there's other, perhaps, there's, perhaps there's other ways I... Um, uh, I, I, I oh, yeah, I'm sure so there were. I'm not saying you're a bad dad. I'm just saying in one massive area, you, you kind of... You fell down significantly. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure, that, I'm sure for, for, for all my failures, I've made, success, made successes elsewhere. Oh, I'm sure you have. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for one second saying you're a bad dad in all areas. I'm sure you're a brilliant dad in most areas, but in one really significant one that could, you know, potentially give your kids cancer. You, fa- you failed. Right, well, well that's, that, that's, that, that, that's an arguable point about giving them cancer. Um, and also, as well, but I'll just finish the point on that one, if I may. Uh, my son didn't like smoking, and he used to complain about it from the age of four. So I used to smoke in a different room to him where, where, when, uh, when he was growing up. And when he went to bed, I used to, then I used to light up the little spark room. up. Thank God the little sod's gone to bed. Let, quick, where's the Benson and Edges? Spark them up. <laughs> Let's have them. All that laugh. Oh, dear. Oh, I, I was a Marlboro smoker when I was younger, then I went oh. to the, No, thank you. No, thank you. Does it smell smoky? Uh, it probably does, yeah. I'm all right, thanks. Well, that's, putting, that's not the point I'm making. I will ask you, uh, if, you, mind, if, if, you mind, if, if you don't mind me smoking in my own home. And if, you, you know, if you're asthmatic or uh, for whatever reason, I will go outside. So you realise... Oh, hang on a minute. But if you're asthmatic, why would, why would you... If someone else was asthmatic, why would you smoking have an effect on them? Because I thought it was just like harmless smoke that came out that gave off no more toxins than a couple of candles in a restaurant. Bad for their health. It's bad for their health, isn't it? Well, indeed, you know. Brilliant. Uh, you know, so you've just contradicted your own it, argument about the candles in a restaurant. You know, right. Okay, and if, well, if an well, okay, right. If you want to get you want to get conversation about asthma, the thing you the, to, to trigger an asthma attack, you need a protein. 
Um, you need a protein. There is no protein in cigarette smoke. So then why, you do, why, why are you saying to asthmatics, do you mind if I smoke in front of you? Oh, you'd rather I didn't. So, you, so you're realising, yeah, well, you, you've acknowledged, it's David, you've acknowledged that it's bad for... Well, you've, OK, two things, and thank you for, the, for clarifying that. You've acknowledged that it is bad for other people, and that um, smoking is... No, is no, 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 it's bad. It's it, disgusting. It, it, it's but you said it can, sometimes. Well, then, why, then why, why are you offering in front of asthmatics? Why would you mention asthma if, it's not, if you're not acknowledging that the smoke can be, can be uh, uh, upsetting medically Irritating. for them? It irritates their asthma. Let me finish my point on, on asthma. Go on. If someone does, does get an asthmatic attack, yeah. they think from uh, cigarette smoke, it will be psychosomatic. Come on, David. David. If you're smoking a cigarette in front of an asthmatic yeah. and they have a bit of an episode, it's, it's, they're imagining it. Uh, their mind induces this physical symptoms. Okay. Um, I, 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 okay. I would say I say you, you spoke an eighty percent guff today. Let's end on a positive note. We can all agree that vapors are, are, are arrogant, can't we? Vapors are arrogant. Why? Oh God, here we go. David, been fun talking to you. Speak to you again soon. Thanks very much. Cheers. Ta-ta. David Atherton, chairman of the pro-smoking group Freedom to Choose. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Good sport, David. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, healthy and ro- well, probably more healthy on my side because I'm not smoking. And robust conversation. We'll get him on again. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The one point that we do agree on, I think that the smoking ban in cars in front of kids is ridiculous. If you choose to smoke in front of your kids, if you choose to be so selfish and, well, let's be honest, stupid as to smoke in front of your kids, well, then surely that's your decision, isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's been another accident. It's at Junction 12 for Flittick, and there are delays from Junction 13 for Bedford. And also the exit slip road on the M1 southbound at Junction 11 for Luton. Still partially blocked because of an accident that happened there earlier. On the A1M southbound at Junction 7 for Stevenage, it's looking very busy on the speed sensors. It's also slow on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. And on the north circular road in New Southgate, there's a lane closed westbound because of an, a water main that's burst. There's Emergency repairs going on just after Bounds Green Road with delays from the Crooked Billet underpass in Walthamstow. Smelt the Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Put my hand on the wrong knob there. It was waggling away, nothing was going on. I enjoyed that. Thank you, David. There we go. It's a, a robust discussion to have at seven o'clock in the morning. Your thoughts on that, please? 03 459 455 555. From today, drivers and passengers face a £50 fine if they smoke in a vehicle carrying anyone under 18. World Cup rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight with the council promising a full traffic plan is in place after complaints from residents at a test event earlier this year. And a 19-year-old is starting an 11-year sentence for his part in a gang-related stabbing in Luton Town Centre. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. What have you got for us, Liz? Can you beat leaving his scooter behind? Yes. I've left my knickers behind. But there is a way you can hear it all again. And he had been replaced with a baby grey budgie. What? Yes, he's been replaced. 
bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. Yes, the idea of preparing for Monty Python made me aware that I enjoy being on stage, enjoy being in front of a live audience. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. Would you sue your neighbour, your friends, if your child got hurt on one of their trampolines? bbc.co.uk slash Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Spoilt for Peters. Let's go to Peter in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, boss. What would you like to have a whinge about this morning? Well, I, I was listening to you talking about passive smoking, actually. Yeah, apparently it's not bad for you because your lungs act as a filter. Now, they get rid now, of all the bad you, stuff. You really love your children, don't you? I do love my children. Well, I love one right. of them. Now, what, what I'm trying to point out is... The other you, one I'm tolerating at the moment. you're worried about passive breathing when they're... Not worried about town, passive breathing. Don't take them to town centres. Sorry? Don't take them into where your car's being uh, repaired or, or uh, serviced. Don't take them on, in the road in your car because yeah. there's so many pathogens in the pa- air. So, so many what? So many, yeah, exactly the same thing pathogens? as you said. Pathogens? The... the the fumes from cars yes. are very dangerous to your lungs anyway. Not as bad. Hey, not as bad. Do you know, I'm old enough, Peter, yeah. to remember when you could only get four-star or two... Do you remember two-star petrol? Yes. Do you remember yes, that? And the, the smoke and the fluid... You, the uh, exhaust pipes used to drip just yeah, like and poison. If, and if you go in an engineering firm when the sun is shining, you'll see a great big yeah. haze of oil... In, floating in the air. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, but 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 yeah, uh, yeah. We all know. I mean, the the, the, the petrol and stuff and their the, the fumes are a lot cleaner than they were twenty, thirty years ago. But yeah, but we all know, we all know that that's bad for you. But I don't understand. I don't understand your, your point. Well, I, I, what I'm saying is, there are so many things that are dangerous yeah. for people's health anyway. And uh, you might uh, as well spark one we up. Do, we are going overboard a bit with people. People who smoke, after all, they're addicted. And by the way, yeah. the government is responsible for touting the cigarettes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, oh, it's uh, a whole mess. The whole thing's a mess. It's legal. But listen, I, I'm not. I'm not saying you. I, I think the ban on smoking in cars in front of kids is ridiculous because the, the odds are that you're going to be smoking. If you're smoking in the car with the kids, you're going to be smoking at home with the kids. You know, yes, and if you're, I mean, if, cars, you're yeah, if you're, if yes, you're Peter, I agree with that, but if you're, you're stupid per- enough to smoke in front of your kids and let them think. I genuinely felt sorry for that guy, that his daughter, that he had set such a poor example that his daughter had started smoking. If you're stupid enough to smoke in front of your kids, well, you know, you might as well, that's, that's, well, that's your stupid yeah, choice. I mean, I, I, I realised that, that I was a smoker about 25 years ago, but having said that, yeah. you're, you're looking at something where if someone's smoking... Walking along, or uh, that yeah. sort of thing. You don't really see that very often, do you? These days, people having a fag no, while they're out for a stroll, which is great. We 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 seem to be vindictive on anything that we don't like. We seem to not be a a trusting society, a fair society. Yeah. And I I hate that. Someone is addicted by legally sold. Government cigarettes. Ah, so you're suggesting that we make cigarettes illegal. Now, that's an interesting twist, Peter. No, no. I, that's I, interesting. If we, if, if we made it illegal and offered help to... the government selling them. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. If we made it illegal and then we offered help to the people that were addicted, that's actually a pretty good plan you've come up with. Well, 
Well, maybe you think so, but I, I think that's a little bit dictatorship as well. Peter, thank you very much indeed. Got from one Peter to another Peter. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you, brother. I'll be honest, we all thought you were dead. We've not heard from you for about six months. We thought you'd, you'd incarnated no. into the next life. Uh, well, it, it seems like it. I've become a full-time carer now for my dear wife. Oh, I'm sorry so, to hear that, boss. Well, I, I'm sure I'm sure you're, do, you're doing an excellent job, and well done you for um, for, for stepping up to the, the plate. I'm sorry to hear that, Pete. That's okay. Um, anyway, smoking. Yeah. Uh, a good example of uh, some poor soul that was taken away by uh, cigarette smoke was Roy Castle. He never smoked in his life, well, but I, mm, worked in um, yeah. pretty disgusting conditions in clubs and Sucking what have you. Sucking down those lungfuls of air. Here's the thing. Yes. Here's the thing, because I've done yes, the yes, Roy yes. Castle argument myself. And here's yes. the thing, and I think this is true, it's true, and Catherine will Google it again just to double-check. He used to like supping on a cigar. Really? This now Because I've mentioned this before, and I've had loads of people saying, Ah! What you didn't know, yeah, Roy Castle didn't smoke fags, but he loved a good cigar. All crumbs. Wait, I know which which changes it slightly because I would imagine I've only smoked like three cigars in my life and they made me want to puke. I went bright yellow. Oh, I would imagine, and I make this up, that cigars are worse for you than fags. Probably are. Catherine's googling it. I am. Some people have asked the direct question of um, of his charity and not had a response back, but let me find out. You're, you're, you're looking at Yahoo questions, I'm guessing. I'm not. OK, good. Well, with that, I, I'm sure that I've heard, and if I'm doing the, the, the Castle family a disservice, I humbly apologise. Let's see. Yeah. According to the Roy Castle Lung Cancer Foundation... Uh, they cannot confirm that Roy Castle was a cigar smoker, and more importantly, they do not claim the cause was passive smoking. Okay, well there we go. You see, so yeah, it does. But 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 Peter, passive smoking my, isn't. My theory is shot down. Then. Well, no, but <laughs> wait, listen, your theory was shot down by my guest, and I didn't know this that the lungs act as a filter to clean out all the bad chemicals. Oh, so when dear. you when you blow the smoke back out, that's just like that's just like the kind of smoke that um, um, the Human League would would bound out. That's the kind of smoke that Cliff Richard disappeared in on that famous clip from the eighties. Have you seen that clip on the eighties where Cliff Richard singing? I think he's singing "Wired for Sound" on Sunday night at the Palladium or something. And there's so much smoke that he disappears. I bet he wishes he could now. But so <laughs> it's not passive smoking's not bad for you, Peter. It's a myth. Oh, I don't know. Have you ever sat behind someone in a bus who has been or is a heavy oh. smoker? My, when, the aroma the, is absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah, because when Daly comes in, and um, I really hope, you know, Daly's not very well at the moment, his lungs, uh, he, yes. he's fine, he's fine. He'll be back next week, you know, there's nothing overtly serious, but he's not very well. Oh, that's good. But when he comes in from having a fag, you can smell it. Which brings us back to the question earlier in the week, what is smell? Peter, we're going around in circles, but it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, you call in any time you want, Phil. I wish you the best of luck with uh, the changes in your situation at home. John's on the line. Good morning, John. Good morning. What you got for us, boss? Yeah, uh, I used to be a smoker, um, but ten years ago I packed up, and I was probably one of the heaviest smokers that you can come across, up to about 80 a day. And uh, you don't you don't realise how inconsiderate you are until you actually pack up smoking. And uh, my kids, I used to take to school in the mornings with a uh, with a fag on in the car, and they used to get into trouble because their clothes smoke smelt of uh, cigarettes when they got to school because the teachers thought they were smoking. <laughs> I mean, oh no! 
Yeah, I mean, you don't, all little things like that, I mean, you don't realise. I mean, now I won't even go anywhere near anybody who's smoking. I actually work for the uh, transplant, uh, the uh, UK pl- transplant uh, NHS. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, are you, hey, are you, are you like, have you got like hearts and things in the back of your truck? Yeah. Oh, man, what a job. What a job. Well done, you. Uh, I'm on the way to a job at the moment. And, Hang on, you've not uh, pulled over in a lay-by to stop to talk to us, have you? Because this, this, you know, that, that job may be slightly more important than BBC Three Counties Radio Breakfast Show. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm on the way to pick up nurses at the moment. Oh, OK, uh, OK, well, good for you. They're called, they're called snods, S-N-O-Ds. Yeah. Senior nurse organ donation nurses not oh. on their driver. Oh, blah. Well, good. Well, good for you, John. But um, you're right, and I don't. I, you know, listen. I, I've got friends that smoke. Not many, actually, and it is a bit stinky. And you do notice it. I don't mind that, but I do think if you're a smoker and you smoke in front of your kids, you're an idiot. And also. Even if you're going, you go out in the garden because as the kid gets older, why is mummy going out in the garden? Can't you have a fag? They suddenly it becomes like a secret. It becomes a bit exciting. Something that you have to go away from people to do. You go and do it on your own or with your nana in the garden. It just adds an air of mystery to it, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, definitely. And one thing more, I've been in operating theatres when they've been harvesting um, organs. And if you smelt the lungs of a smoker... You'd never want to go anywhere near it again. Ladies and gentlemen, John in Luton, I think. Thank you, John. Excellent call. Good work. Keep doing the job. John in Luton has created the uh, most horrific image of the morning, being in an operating theatre when they're harvesting a smoker's lungs and uh, taking a deep whiff of that. Blimey. 03459 555 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound from Junction 13 for Bedford to 12 for Flittick because of an accident involving two cars that's happened there at Junction 12 for Flittick and that's also adding to problems because of the accident on the M1 southbound at Junction 11 for Luton where there's a lane blocked on the exit slip road just coming off the motorway onto the roundabout. On the M40 heading from the Denham roundabout towards the M25 it's looking very busy at the moment on the speed sensors and on the M25 it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 15 for the M4. There are also delays on the North North Circular Road westbound between the Bounds Green Road and the Cricket Billet underpass in Walthamstow. And there's no reported problems on the trains though. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A ban on smoking in vehicles carrying under-18s begins today. Those caught can be fined £50. World Cup rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight with the council promising a full traffic plan is in place after complaints from residents at a test event earlier this year. And a woman from Luton is through to the final of the BBC's Great British Bake Off. 30-year-old Nadia Hussain was born in the town and says she was inspired to bake at Chalney High School. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
World Cup rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight with France taking on Canada at Stadium MK. There are also matches in Milton Keynes on Saturday afternoon and next Tuesday evening. MK Don's chairman, Pete Winkleman, says it is a rugby area. You wouldn't have put Milton Keynes and rugby together, you wouldn't. But we are surrounded by the Saints in Northampton, by the Blues in Bedford and, and just in Milton Keynes itself. You know, we've got Bletchley, we've got Milton Keynes rugby, we've got Olney rugby as well. So grassroots-wise, there's a lot of rugby in this area. Also today, Wales play Fiji, hoping to build on Saturday's win at Twickenham. England, meanwhile, name their side at midday for Saturday's must-win game against Australia. In last night's Champions League matches, there were wins for Manchester United and Manchester City. United beat Wolfsburg 2-1 at Old Trafford. His manager, Louis van Gaal. I think that we deserve to win because we created uh, much more chances than Wolfsburg at the end when you count all the chances. And Manchester City won 2-1 away to Borussia Mönchengladbach with a last-minute penalty from Sergio Aguero, his city manager, Manuel Pellegrini. Well, I think that first of all, that was very important to win. But uh, I think that both teams deserve to win. Borussia Mönchengladbach played very well, especially the first 65 minutes. So for the, in that moment, maybe they deserve to be winning 1-0. But after that, I think that we had a very strong reaction the last 25 minutes where we, we could score the two goals. There are Europa League matches tonight for Liverpool and Tottenham and Roy Hodgson will announce his squad for England's upcoming Euro 2016 qualifiers against Estonia and Lithuania this lunchtime. Tottenham's former MK Dons midfielder Deli Alley has been tipped for a call-up. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Mama put the popcorn kernels in the pot She turned up the heat, now the pot is getting hot. And then those popcorn kernels start to pop, pop. BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. According to our, um, uh, pers- our pro-choice uh, person, passive smoking is not real. It's not real because your lungs act as a filter and they filter out all the bad stuff. So what you're blowing out is just like fun smoke. Just fun smoke. That's all it is. Fun smoke. It's not dangerous. So passive smoking is a myth. 03459 455 555. I do think the ban on smoking in cars in front of your kids is a little bit ridiculous. Uh, partly because it ain't going to be enforced. Same with the mobile phones. Why don't we just, I mean, why don't we just say, you know what? As long as you're careful, you can use your mobile phone in the car while you're driving. Because it's, no, it's not enforced. But if you cause an accident because of it, then you get double the, trouble. The book thrown at you. You get double trouble. That's what you get. That sounds like, you know, I mean, I know some accidents have been caused by, by people using their phones and da da da. But, I mean,. 
Everybody, if you're in your car now, look to the left, look to the right, look down. One of those cars, including you, will be using your mobile phone now. Should we bring in then, talking about the mobile phone thing, um, what about if your child ends up with smoking-related asthma because you smoke, should we throw the same book? Heavy one? No, 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 no. The punishment of knowing you've damaged your child will be enough. If you smoke in front of your kids, you're an idiot, right? But you're allowed to... This is the beautiful thing of... We don't live in Iran. You're allowed to ruin your kids. You're allowed to ruin your kids if you're... You're allowed to break your kids. That's one of the beauties uh, of, of living in this country, ladies and gentlemen. And we should all salute it. Uh, talking about that, also... Um, oh, here we go. This is a good story, this. This is a good story. Also asking about explosions after my yoghurt exploded in my bag. I, I just know that I'm, I cleaned it out. But As they I, go, that's probably the most middle-class explosion. Yeah, it is. But um, it's just, I'm going to, that's going to stink. And I'm going I'm to have to get a new bag now. Put it in the washing machine. You, you can can't wash that. Put a, don't be so Yes, ridiculous. you can. D- Daniel, can you put a bag in a washing machine? You can put pretty much anything in a washing machine. Really, a cat? As long as it's not. Um, well, you can put the cat in it. <laughs> it might not like you very much. For One it of the greatest sounds known to mankind: trainers in the washing machine. <laughs> yes. Oh, that rumble of thunder! It's beautiful, and then they come out cl- kind of clean. Do you know where else you can put those? Yeah. Dishwasher. Can you really? Yeah, my mate's in the army. Oh. He's always putting his uh, trainers in the dishwasher. Do you remember, Daniel? I don't know. You may not be old enough to remember this, but but back in the day, you used to be able to um, buy um, stuff that would supposedly clean your white trainers. No, it was just paint. Wasn't it, it was Tipex. It was Tipex <laughs> for trainers, and so you Tipex your trainers, so you'd be all like white, and then when it dried, they'd be all crackly. It was big. The seventies and the eighties were rubbish. Anyway, Daniel, what you got for us? Uh, it was um, following on from the argument about the good recycled smoke. Oh yeah. Um, it, it doesn't hold water. Oh. Um, because when when you're smoking, you don't smoke the whole cigarette in one go. You take a breath and then you stop smoking. Whilst you're not breathing in, yeah. the cigarette is still smoking and putting out smoke, and that's not being filtered by your lungs. That's just going straight out into the environment. But but Daniel. And I'm trying to remember the gentleman's argument. It's tough because it was, you know, it's, it's like trying to remember the fairy talk story I read my kids last night. Um, that's only as bad as having four candles in a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> it does. Listen, if you want to smoke, I'm, honestly, I'm not, I'm not anti-smoking. I am anti-smoking in certain areas and I don't really like it in front of my kids. And if, um, you know, if, we, if we, we're stood at a bus stop, I'm stood at a bus stop for a while, but if we're stood at the bus stop or we're somewhere and there's someone smoking, my boys have already um, uh, asked what those, um, what are the, what's the word they use for cigarettes? Smokers. My, yeah. my boy started miming. He said, look, Daddy, I've got a smoker. Yeah. And started miming it. Um, I just think it's, um, if you want to smoke, that's groovy. If you want to smoke in front of your kids, I think you're dumb, but that's your choice. You're allowed to do that, but it's dumb. But I don't like the whole, uh, the, the, the whole justifying their own addiction and justifying their own stupidity, Daniel. And that is what a lot of smokers, I think, do by, by bringing out this evidence that actually smoking's not that bad for your health. No, it's, 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 it's clearly the smoke is bad for you, whether it's breathed out or it's just the cigarette, it's bad for you. It, it, why would we have all of this argument? Why are the warnings on the cigarette packets, it is not bad for you, it's bad for you. you just, mm-hmm. There is no way you can realistically, with a straight face, argue smoking is, is not bad for you. Daniel, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're not smoking in front of kids, it's fine. It's dumb, it's selfish, it's, um, it's bad parenting. But that's, that's cool. That's, you know, that's, we're, you're allowed to do that. And I'm sure, and that, that, the, the, ex, the, the, the guy we spoke to, David, I'm sure 
in most other areas, brilliant dads. You know, some smokers doesn't necessarily mean they're bad parents in all areas, but in that area of your child's health and setting an example... That's bad parenting, of course, obviously. That moment when you catch your kids playing smoking is, uh, yeah, is, yeah. is a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah. And oh. my kids noticed it for, for the first time when we went on holiday to Spain. And then afterwards, they were being mummies smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And I said, what are you doing? Oh, we're blowing fire sticks. I went, OK, Blow. let me tell you something about fire sticks. <laughs> me, my mum has had a few fire sticks in her life. And let me tell you how that works. I said, look, uh, she said, is it is it bad? I said, well, listen, this is what happens with fire sticks. They make you smelly. And they make you poorly, and then they make you die. Do you still want to play fire sticks? Well, you're about, yeah. Uh, Jamie's on the line. True. Morning, Jamie. Morning. What you got for us, boss? Yeah, um, my about the passive smoking to an entire. Oh, wait a minute, you break it up, Jamie. Try it, say that again. My friend Dale smoking. My friend Dale, when he's. We're going to have to come back. No, Let's get back on the line, because that is. is um... Jamie, we're going to come back to you, because we can't hear you, and I want to hear about your friend Dale. If indeed that was the name. Could be Emmerdale he was talking about. I don't know, because it just kept dropping in and out. That was... Um, a bit Norman Collier, wasn't it? Here we go. Do-gooders. Now, do-gooding... Uh, it's odd that do-gooding has become a bad word, but these these are the kind of do-gooders. Rachel Riley. You know Rachel Riley? Yeah, maths. maths. Ma- she's the maths... Um, she's the, the maths girl. Maths magician. She's fronting this campaign. Um, yes. And I don't see... I mean, it's just sticking your nose in where it's not wanted. It's sticking your nose in where it's not wanted more than do-gooders, right? Go on. One in three elderly are eating alone. Good for them. I'm envious. I wish I could. I'm eating alone tonight. Can't could, wait. Could listen to um, to Eddie Mayer doing PM on Radio 4. I mean, could listen to Roberto doing the drive time show here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Got to that one. Um, and just, just, just eat my meal at my leisure. Please yourself. I wouldn't do that. I'd be eating. <laughs> one in three over 70s eats alone every day. Oh, they're so lucky. Please. A survey has revealed... And just over half have company only once a month or less. It just, I want to get old. Get me there. Many had feelings of loneliness as a result, which meant they did not enjoy eating. All right, many did, but some didn't. For today's, oh, for crying out loud. Do you know what today is? First of October. November. No, beard over. Stoptober. Older people's day. We can't even call them elderly or pensioners. Older people's day campaigners are sticking their nose in where it's not wanting and urging the public (laughs) that's us we're the public wow we're not the public we're part of the media conspiracy that's the listeners of the public are urging the public to offer up a spare chair at their (laughs) sunday table to an elderly person in their community can you imagine only if they do the washing up and bring a bottle of wine otherwise i'm not Backing, back as that is the day older people feel most lonely. I can't think of anything worse than a, a family knocking on my door saying, "You're right, we're having a Sunday roast. Do you want to come and join us? What, and make conversation with you and your horrible kids that keep kicking the ball over in my back garden? Jog on!" Exactly. I'm seventy, not desperate. Backing the campaign, TV's uh, Rachel Riley said, it's the most uplifting experience to share a meal and chat away for a couple of hours. It wouldn't... Meals at my dinner table are awkward and uncomfortable. The the awards do's, or or do's that we've been to, right, where you're sat with people... Or weddings, when you're sat with people... I hate weddings, because you're sat with people that you are... Supposedly, you're going to get on with, but you never do. And I always end up on the table of, like, afterthoughts, right? And you're sat with these... I've got nothing in common with it. So how do you know them? 
All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to talk to you for the next three hours. Is that all right? Jog on. I get put on the table as the entertainment. Oh, they're a bit quiet, but you can make them feel wanted. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Maybe I don't want to be the monkey girl today. Um, Speaking of monkey girls, I don't know why. It's Jamie. Morning. We got you back on a better line. Yes, Jamie. Sorry, we couldn't hear you. What what do you want to say? Good morning. Can you hear me okay now? I can hear you perfectly. It's like you're in the next room. Excellent, but I'm not. Um, yeah, just call about my, <laughs> yes. um, just call about my friend Dale. Um, when he was 15, um, yeah. he had a really bad cough, went to yeah. the doctors, and they x-rayed his lungs and said, obviously, you're smoking um, as a child. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hadn't touched a fag in his life. Uh-oh. His parents, they heavily smoked, and it was their passive smoking that basically darkened his lungs. The, do- um, the, doctors, yes, the doctors must be wrong, Jamie, because we heard from a gentleman who says that the lungs act as a magic filter. Oh, I didn't realise that. <laughs> oh, I'll, have to, I'll have to let him know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it always amazes me, Jamie. Um, and again, I'm not on an anti-smoking rant. Do what you want. But it does always amaze me that people can try to argue that smoking isn't that bad for you. They always cite, well, my nan lived to the age of 97 and she had woodbines every day. Well, yeah, there, there will always be exceptions uh, to the rule. Of course there will. But if you're going to blow out toxic chemical smoke... That has to have an impact on the people around you. And kids have got, like, you know, young, small, developing lungs. Yeah, it's madness. Um, my nan didn't live to 90 because she smoked. She died in the 70s of emphysema. My smoked. dad... It's not quite the same. Uh, my dad died... Uh, yeah, cancer. It wasn't related to smoking, but uh, he, uh, he, was, he was overweight and he was a heavy smoker. He smoked about 80, maybe even 100 a day at one point. And um, he had uh, he, t- he told me, we weren't talking at the time, so I found out later. <laughs> but he sparked up, um, he was working on the bill, and he went outside and he sparked up a cigarette, and as soon as he took that first drag, he thought, I'm about to have a heart attack. And he did, and he, his arm went, his heart went, he said it was like getting whacked in the chest with a sledgehammer, and he went down. Smoking is bad for you, right? And if you want to do that, group, he stopped smoking immediately, which was incredible. If you want to do that, that's fine. But if you do it in front of your kids, then... That is one example of bad parenting. Seems obvious to me. Yeah, you shouldn't smoke. It's not a not a good thing. Jamie, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Jess is on the line. Morning, Jess. Morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? Um, I am a smoker, and I completely agree with this smoking ban in the cars. Um, it's a choice that I make for myself. Probably not one of my wisest choices, um, but it shouldn't affect anybody else. It should affect me. But why, um, but why, okay, but then why do you need a ban? Why does it have to be illegal for you to stop doing it? Well, it, not for me personally, it doesn't have to be illegal, but unfortunately the only way that you're going to get other people to realise that is, is by fining them £50 each Nah, time. no one's going to get fined. How many people have you seen? You can get points and lose your licence for using a mobile phone while driving. Never happens. Very rarely happens. Well, I know that... It, it would put people off, and if that stops, I don't know, 100,000 people, then... What? Where you... <laughs> I don't think it's going to put... First of all, you don't see it that often these days. Secondly, I don't think it's going to put anyone off. And also, those kiddies are going to go home and, and their parents are going to smoke in front of them, you know, while they're watching EastEnders or Jeremy Kyle or something. So, it's not really... It's, what we're doing, saying is, don't smoke in enclosed spaces with your kids in front of us. You can do it at home, though. Well, yeah, but it's, it's anything. Any try and, and stop it, because unfortunately not everybody has the same mentality as, as myself. Have you got kids, Jess? Um, I haven't. I've got lots of friends who have children. Um, I've got my fiancé has a little brother and sister who are four and seven. So, And it's all about 
not doing it in front of them, I suppose. But then, but then you're 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 also. If I, I mean, I'm I'm kind of making up a scenario in my head. But if you're around their house and you fancy a growler, and so you pop out in the garden or you go out the front, you're where's uh, where's Auntie Jess going? You're kind of creating a mystique about it. Suddenly, it becomes we kids like things that can be done secretly. They like secrets and doing things in private. So you're kind of kind of making it look a bit glamorous. Um. Not, I'm not trying to. No, you're not. You're not trying to, but you are. You are. So, so okay. So we need to. We need to what? Ban um, d- d- smoking. We, we need to ban sneaking off from kids to have a fag. Well, I mean, where where do you draw the line? It's it's kind of yeah. Where where do you draw the line? Where do you say okay, this is too much? But I don't. I don't try and glamorise it. I um. I don't know. It's it's not a choice that I'm proud of and i'm hoping that eventually i I will be able to give up stop stop it's all doable the alan carr easy way to stop smoking boom well i'll let you know if i manage it you don't want to do you and that's and that's the thing and that's the beauty of addiction you don't want to um i do i suppose just not at this moment in time ladies and gentlemen there we go is the eternal thank you for that uh, uh jess i really appreciate your honesty thank you the eternal um the eternal argument of the smoker i do want to stop smoking a cancer if that stopped for a week Okay, well, we'll stay stopped. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound from Junction 13 for, Flit- uh, for Bedford to 12 for Flitting. That's because of an accident involving two cars, so a lane's closed southbound causing delays. And also on the M1 southbound at Junction 11 for Luton, there's a lane closed on the exit slip road coming off the motorway onto the roundabout. It's also looking busy on the speed sensors nearby on the A5. It's looking quite slow um, through Mark Yates in both directions, also through Dunstable on the High Street north both ways and in Hockcliffe on both approaches to the High Street and Leighton Road there. And on the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. 7.48, let's get uh, the top headlines from today. Drivers and passengers face a £50 fine if they smoke in a vehicle carrying anyone under uh, 18. And a 19-year-old is starting an 11-year sentence for his part in a gang-related stabbing in Luton Town Centre. Let's get the weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be another beautiful day again today. There are a few mist patches around, so watch out for those. Uh, but they should lift and clear nice and quickly. Lots of sunshine around again today. And um, the winds are lighter too, so it'll feel even more pleasant than the sunshine. Not quite as fresh as yesterday. It has been a chilly start though. By the end of the afternoon, we'll be up to around 18 Celsius. That's 64 in Fahrenheit. Pretty much wall-to-wall sunshine again for most places. Another beautiful day across the three counties. Now, overnight tonight, we will see a bit more in the way of mist and fog form um, in to tomorrow morning so something to watch out for tomorrow another rather chilly night there will be a bit of bits and pieces of cloud at times as well uh, temperatures away from the towns possibly dropping as low as four or five degrees celsius we may even see a touch of grass frost into tomorrow morning so a chilly start to the day tomorrow some mist and fog patches they should lift and clear through the morning well they will do and uh, there'll be some sunshine around but there will also be a little bit more in the way of cloud tomorrow still a pretty nice day 17 or 18 degrees the high the winds are light the winds are going to stay light over the weekend but there will be more in the of cloud but some good spells of sunshine at times on Saturday and on Sunday a lovely weekend it will stay dry just not as much sunshine as today and then on Monday afternoon it's going to rain that's the forecast 
every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be a nuisance are going to be a nuisance regardless of whether they're a thing to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Janet's texted in about this, um, the story about, um, this, was it Older People's Day? <laughs> Just everything, everything, I'm turning into Nick Ferrari or, um. Um, a and other right wing idiot. Uh, older people say this is everything about that makes me yeah. want to um, pull my eyes out. I'm making a note of Rachel Riley. I'm going to give it to my grandchildren and tell them to go and pester her when she's uh, in her 70s. Janet has uh, texted in, Mr. Lee, you've just summed, summed up us over 70s worst nightmare being taken pity on. We can seek out our own company. Thank you very much. And that's the thing. I mean, yeah, all right. If there's a load of milk bottles piling up on the doorstep and there's loads of papers sticking out, Maybe gonna have a little knock. You're right. We did that. We um, the, this guy had um, near where we used to live had his Christmas lights on until like January, and they were on constantly. And so we went and knocked on the door. He had his Christmas, and we said, "Look, it's it's like um, nearly the end of January, and you've got your, you just wanted to check your lights." Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just a little bit eccentric. <laughs> well, okay, you're not because you've just, you just said, said it. Yeah, you've just said you're a little bit eccentric, so you're just a bloke. Um, and that, I mean, that's kind of fine if you, if you think they're dead. Um, and, you know, if, you, if they're going out to the shops, you can say, morning. Yeah, be nice. Be, not, be nice and neighbourly, but going around saying, would you like to come have a dinner with Listen, I don't, go like in, cricket, I don't go in any of my neighbours' houses. I'm certainly not going to impose myself on an elderly neighbour. You are the elderly neighbour. I am not. That's the thing. I'm the young thang. Mm, blimey. 03459 455 555 is the telephone number. Now... A father from Bedfordshire is seeking help after claims his neighbour verbally abused his two daughters playing in their garden. Mohammed, who's a listener to the show, got in touch with us yesterday and says his daughters are now too scared to go outside in the garden. The police say there's nothing he can do but have advised him to bring his kids indoors if the neighbour comes out. Hmm, nice. Mohammed joins me now. Morning, Mohammed. Hi there. Thanks for coming on the line. So, so uh, obviously, no names, no pack drill, but what happened? Okay, so, I mean, it's. Initially, it started off with a dispute with a neighbour over a bit of boundary uh, wall at the back, yeah? Yeah. Uh, which was uh, between the adults. And um, he, he was advised... Uh, now, I want to get it quite early out there that this guy is a teacher. Okay. okay? At, a, at a school locally, but I'm aware, obviously, that's all I can say. Thank you very um, much. So, so he, he was advised by the police to go down the proper channels in order to try and resolve this dispute, which is get solicitors involved, get surveyors involved. Uh, none of that has happened. Um, but instead, what this uh, chap has decided to do is become very abusive, intimidating towards my seven- and eight-year-old daughters. Okay? Now, the abuse I can't even repeat, uh, but it's rude gestures. He's made vile comments to uh, my daughters in our 
mother tongue, which is uh, Bengali. Right. Um, and they speak Bengali, uh, obviously, do they? Oh, they do. So, yeah, so they understand yeah, they it. Uh, and this is when they're. This is in, is this, this in the back garden. This is in our own back garden right. whilst my daughters are playing on their trampoline. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, to the point where uh, I lost my father six months ago, um, who was ill for many years, and this chap has decided to taunt my daughters, making suggestions that my father died or their grandfather died because of the way their grandmother had treated him. So. You know, there are no limits to what this guy... Now, Mohammed, I'm going to ask a few questions, and this may, this may sound cold, but I just want to get the facts, OK? okay. Have you heard him say these things, or, or is it your, your daughters that have reported no, it no. to you? On the first incident, see, it's more than one occasion as well. Yeah. The first incident, it was what the children came into the house and reported uh, to me and my wife, uh, which I sort of thought, OK, I was quite surprised because I thought, surely not, you know, not towards young children. Yeah. Uh, but on the second occasion, he wasn't aware because they were on the trampoline and I was, obviously, we've got fences which are quite high yeah. and he wasn't aware that I was listening. Uh, but no, I heard this with my own ear. Hence why, I, as a parent, I feel that, look, I've gone through the proper channels. I've contacted the police. They need evidence. You know, they're not prepared to take my children's word for it because the children are very young, they're a bit reluctant to take statements from them and potentially get them in court if it went that far. Um, I then thought, okay, let me contact the school because this guy, he's not approachable. Yeah, now, what do you, what do you, mean, what do you mean he's not approachable? What, what, what does that he, mean? He's very aggressive. He's very, he's very aggressive. Yeah? He is very aggressive verbally. I mean, look, if he's not even going to give a thought to young children... Yeah. Yeah? Then but have you have you spoke to him at all about this? Because if if my next door neighbour was was effing and jeffing at my kids, I would um, uh, aggressive or not, I would certainly at the very very least go round and knock on the door and say, oh, "What's going on? Have you done that?" No, we've been advised by the police though not to do that. We've been advised, so you've not spoken to him at all. You've not even shouted over the fence. Oi, watch yeah, it, no, fella. Yeah. yeah, I shouted over the fence on the second occasion. Shouted over the fence, and hence the police got involved. You see? Right. Uh, and then the police said, in future, right, the best way to defuse this is, is if the kids are in the garden and he comes out, get your kids into the house. Well, that's not a solution, is it? It's not. It's not. And, and you know, I've got my daughters, you know, my eight-year-old, she's lacking confidence anyway. And now, yeah. like I said, they're scared to go out into the back garden on their own. And he's, um, a, t- he's a teacher at a local school. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Flipping you, know, they're meant to, you know, a teacher is meant to, you know, he's meant to be a pillar of society. OK, um, they're, they're the people that we are relying on to teach our children, to teach them all the right morals, to bring them up as, um, you know, outstanding members of society. And, and yet you've got this guy who thinks he can just go around just because it's outside of school. It was during the holidays and my children are not at his school. Uh, he thinks he can just speak to my children the way he has done and intimidate them in that manner. And, you've and, and, spoken to the school. I'm kind of guessing they're not that interested. Is that right? No, because I'll tell you for why. I think what this chap's done is not stupid. I could give him that much, yeah. Um, he's a head of department, so he's got quite um, a high standing in the school. I think he's teed the school up and he said, look, you're going to have such and such a, a neighbour's going to be trying to cause problems for I've me. Got, I've got a nut job neighbour. He's, he's a lunatic. Ignore yeah, him. Yeah, but I wrote to the school recently and I've said to them, look, I'm happy to bring my children in. It's not what I want to do, get the children involved, but I'd rather you hear it from the whole horse's mouth, so to speak. Yeah. Because, look, children are innocent, OK? You can tell when they're telling you something that's genuine, bona fide, or if it's something that mummy and daddy have told them to make up and say. 
yeah, hear it from the horse's mouth and the school have just been very dismissive with me. They're not interested in listening to what I've got to say, what my children have got to say. So I feel, as a parent, I'm not going to do anything unlawful. What okay, are you going to do? We've got, we're, we're running, we've got about 40 seconds left, Mohammed, and I'm sorry to rush you, but what, what, what is your plan? What are you going to do next? Well, we've got a planned protest outside the school against this particular teacher, yeah? Yeah. Uh, just so that he, he needs to know that I'm going to go to all lengths possible, within reason and within the law, to uh, make him aware that he cannot treat my children, or let alone anyone else's children, like that ever again. Can I just say one thing, that, and I'm, this is not a judgment at all, that some of my listeners might think, you say you're prepared to go to all lengths except for knocking on his front door? Like I said, I've been advised by the police not to do that. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just taking the advice of the police. I want to keep, keep it all lawful. So the protest okay. again will be a peaceful protest. All right. Mohammed, when, when are you planning to do that? It's going to be in November, and I, I'd like... I don't know if you guys can help me with trying to gain more support from the public, if anyone's well, interested. We, in we, may have to leave that, we may have to leave that side of things to you, Mohammed, because it would be, uh, you know, we have to be at least vaguely impartial in instances. But... Um, We'd like to hear how it turns out. I'd like to get your thoughts on that as well, dear listener. Thank you, Mohammed, for getting in touch. You've got a story that you think we might be interested. He, he sent us a text yesterday. We called him back, so I appreciate that. I'd love to get your thoughts on that, dear listener. It's, a, it's um, Well, it's an interesting one, isn't it? 03459 455 555. What do you think Mohammed should do? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been a third accident on the M1 southbound. Darren just called to say that at junction 13 on the M1 southbound, lorries turned over on its side, so it's causing some delays. Also southbound on the M1, there's a lane blocked at the exit slip road at junction 11 for Luton. And between junction 13 for Bedford and junction 12 for Flittick, there are delays because the lane's closed there by an accident involving two cars. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's sloped from junction 20 for Kings Langley to 19 for Watford. And on the A1M southbound, it's very busy between junction 3 for St Albans and the M25. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Sammy paused there for a second and I, I did panic that maybe I had my microphone left on because um, I was putting forward my own solution. <laughs> It's not particularly helpful. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines ban on smoking in cars with children. World Cup rugby in Milton Keynes and former Luton student reaches BBC's Bake Off final. BBC Three Counties Radio. A ban on smoking in vehicles carrying under-18s begins today. Those caught can be fined £50. The Royal College of Physicians says that 160,000 children are adversely affected by passive smoking every year. The Deputy Chief Medical Officer is Dr Gina Radford. Even if you drive with the windows open, the levels of the pollutants in second-hand smoke are still 100 times higher than the safe limit. So there is absolutely no safe way to smoke cigarettes in a car when children are present. World Cup Rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight with France taking on Canada at Stadium MK. There are also matches in Milton Keynes on Saturday afternoon and next Tuesday evening. Road closures will be in place around the stadium with fans also gathering in Campbell Park. Residents complained about road closures at a test event earlier this year but Jeff Snelson from Milton Keynes Council says a full traffic plan is in place with major benefits for the town. It will generate clearly some economic impact from the visitors but the longer term impact 
is going to be through promoting Milton Keynes to a worldwide audience. We thrive in this place and inward investment uh, companies choosing to come and locate here. So being associated with something of this quality can only do us good. A 19-year-old is starting an 11-year sentence for his part in a gang-related stabbing in Luton Town Centre. Sejon King from Willerton Road is the 11th person to be convicted in connection with the violence last December. A gang from Lucy Farm ambushed members of a gang from Marsh Farm, leaving an 18-year-old stabbed four times. The US and Russia are to meet to coordinate their military action in Syria after America expressed concern that Russian airstrikes appeared to be targeting moderate opponents of President Assad. Moscow insisted it had hit Islamic State targets. People over the age of 50 are being warned they're seriously underestimating their risk of falling. A third of over 65s are expected to suffer a fall at least once this year and 13% of those 50 and above. The Chartered Society of Physiotherapists says treating their injuries places a huge burden on the NHS. A woman from Luton is through to the final of the BBC's Great British Bake Off. 30-year-old Nadia Hussain was born in the town and says she was inspired to bake at Cholney High School. Judges Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood voted her star baker in last night's semi-final. Nadia deserves to be in the final and she deserves to be star baker. She's really picked two bakes that are quite tricky to do and got it spot on at the right time. I, I made it to the finals. <laughs> That's the game. Oh my God. Well done, Nadia. In sport, in last night's Champions League matches, there were wins for Manchester United and Manchester City. United beat Wolfsburg 2-1 at Old Trafford, while City won 2-1 away to Borussia Mönchengladbach with a last-minute penalty from Sergio Aguero. The weather, another dry and sunny day, lighter wind, so feeling warmer than yesterday, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Say it one more time for me, please. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you, Simon. Excellent stuff. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've uh, just heard Mohammed's story, I'd love your thoughts. He won't go and knock on the neighbour's door, but he will have a protest outside the school. I don't know if that's um, necessarily the best way to deal with things. Grumpy Jamie says, he can't knock on the door, but can do a protest outside the school. Only person suffering from the protest is the kids. It's interesting, isn't it? 03459 555 555. Hey, if you smoke in front of your kids, you're selfish and you're an idiot. That's fine, that's fine, that's your choice. But the smoking ban in cars, well, that's just pointless, isn't it? Because the police ain't gonna police it. And what about when you get home? 03459 455 555 and what's exploded in your life? Take that any way you want. 81333, start your text, 3CR. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Right then, oh, I've not clicked on the right thing. Hang on a second. There we go, clicked on the right thing now. From today, if the police catch you smoking with kids in your car, you could get fined. The new ban means that officers can hit you with a £50 penalty to the driver and the smoker of a car. What? And the smoker of a car and the smoker in a car of a car carrying under 18s. Although for the first three months, they're not really going to do a lot. Amanda Sanford uh, from uh, anti-smoking group Ash joins me now. It's a bit pointless, this, isn't it, Amanda? Uh, no, not at all. I think the importance of There's the no law... enforcement. 
Um, well, uh, let's just get back to basics. The reason for introducing the law is because although the majority of people already um, are very responsible, don't smoke in cars, there is a significant minority that do, and it's estimated that about 3 million children across the country are regularly exposed to smoke in the car. Now, we all know passive smoking is extremely hazardous. And oh, well, well we, heard, we heard from a gentleman earlier on, um, who I think you may have... Um, had dealings with before. David Atherton, you aware of David Atherton? Yes. Yes. Uh, from the pro-smoking group Freedom to Choose. He, he put forward the theory, admittedly when he put it forward I laughed at him, Amanda, mm-hmm. that your lungs mm-hmm. act as a filter and when you breathe in all the bad mm-hmm. stuff, the, the lungs clean the smoke. So the smoke that you're blowing out is just like fun smoke. You, you, well, you'd dispute that, would you? I would, yes. I think Mr Atherton is a law to himself. But if you consider the, the medical evidence, uh, which is established you know, categorically, Secondhand smoke is extremely hazardous to health, uh, and particularly for children whose you know, lungs are still forming, they're still growing. Um, and the, the background to the law is that, to support the law, the government commissioned research, and they found that um, in one study, um, the levels of smoke were in a, in a car with the window open, mind you, uh, when someone was smoking, were 100 times greater than the recommended well, level. Well, the, 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 the stu- I mean, the thing is, again, you know, Mr Atherton was, had studies that, 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 that proved the opposite of that. So we can all cherry-pick the studies that we want to, um, you know, to, to, to back up our arguments. My thought is, though, it, it, it's not enforceable. No one's, the police aren't going to enforce it. So well, it's well, pointless. Well, OK, let's just be clear. What, what the police have said is that they are not going to be sending the blue car, you know, the cars, the blue lights flashing around, chasing motorists to see if they're smoking or not. But if they, you know, do pull over a motorist uh, for some other traffic infringement and, they, and someone is smoking, then that's obviously an opportunity then to, at the very least, issue a warning. And what they're, they're saying, they will issue warnings, um, and if appropriate, they will fine, fine a person. It will be at their discretion. But I think what the government wants to do is to use this as an opportunity to raise awareness. Well, they're going to be exercising education. The, the quote from police chiefs is exercising education, not prosecution. So that will be a, yeah, you know you shouldn't right. be doing that. At least, at least that's not even case. a warning, is it? Well, it's, it's, it, is a, uh, it is a warning. I mean, it's, not in the eyes of the law. Well, it depends how it's administered. But I mean, they, the police have the, have the right, still have the right, uh, still have the, um, the yes, still have the right to, to issue a fine. But Madam, we, you, 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 if you if you drive today, you will see a dozen people using their mobile phones. That's illegal. You can get points. You can lo- lose your license for it. No one gets stopped for it. No one gets stopped for it. So, so why are they well, going to bother with something that's even smaller? Yes, I don't know. You can say category. Nobody gets stopped. Hardly anybody. The percentage of people that get stopped for using their mobile phone is minuscule. Do you know anyone it's happened to? Pulled over because of dangerous driving, and it transpires they're using mobile phone, or from now, from today, they're smoking. Then that will be a case. You know that the likelihood of being fined. But what this particular measure is about is, say, raising awareness, making sure people know that it's no longer acceptable to smoke in a very confined space like a car. And what we're hoping is that people will then also um, change their behaviour in relation to smoking around children in the home. Well, well, no, because you you know if you can't smoke in the car and you're gasping for a fag, when you get home, you're gonna you, you <laughs> you're gonna want one even more or two or three. Uh, people do, but already people are um, you know, smoking far less in the home than they. Yeah, nice, nice, nice middle class people are, but but. Uh, no, no, that's 
that's that's a very um, you know that's not not a really fair statement. I think people across the board, people who um, now the, the awareness of the dangers of smoking is much greater than it used to be. Um, well, then you don't need to have this law to have it in cars. If if if, if your argument, you well, kind you of but, but, you're, you're going thing. up and down the argument. If you're saying that people are aware that they shouldn't be smoking at home with their kids, well, then they would know that they shouldn't be smoking in cars with their kids. But according to you, they are smoking in cars with their kids. Hang on, there's a difference between just simply. Um, knowing about it and saying, well, yes, I know I shouldn't do it, but actually being uh, in a position where you're breaking the law. If you think what happened with seatbelts, I mean, you know, putting a seatbelt on is hardly a major in- inconvenience, but at the same time, you know, people didn't bother when, when it, before it became law. And as soon as it, the law came into effect, compliance shot up. Well, then so that means that we have to ban smoking in the home if you've got kids then. Well, I think that's, that's obviously something that's, that's going to be, um, will probably not be subject to law, but it will, will hopefully... Um, as a result of the law on banning smoking in cars. Well, then um, it's, it it's point, if, it's, if it's banned in cars, and I really appreciate you kind of kicking this around me because I'm trying to get my head straight. If it's banned in cars, but you're not going to ban it in home, well, then it is point, it, it, it's pointless it's because not, it's, you, no, it, it will be even worse at home. You're sat in front of the telly watching EastEnders with your, your dinner on your lap and, and, and mum or dad's having a fag. Um, well, that's, that's surely just as bad, isn't it? I, well, as I say, this, the measure is, a, is a, about trying to change behaviour. It, it, you know, yes, you're not going to stop everybody from, from doing it, but if it's, if it's illegal to smoke in a car, then more people, are like, more people are likely to abide by the law than if it was just a voluntary measure. In the home, yes, clearly there are difficulties there. You can't impose the law on what people do in the home, except that if, you know, if, if there is a case where a child is repeatedly exposed to smoke and they are made ill by it, you know, the doctors or the social care workers, if they're involved, can, um, you know, make, well, virtually not order people not to smoke, but, you know, they can take steps to... Um, you know, remind people, and if, if the worst case came to it, you know, children could be taken away if their, if their health is, is affected. Too well, if, you're, if, you're, if your mum and dad smoke at home, they're gonna, well, this isn't the, they take the kids away. Well, I mean, if, if they were it's a um, bit outrageous. No, I mean, it, it, they were adopted children. Well, it, it, I think it's a time. If they were adopted children and their parents are smokers, you'd like those kids it, taken away. Well, if, if social services are involved at some stage, I mean, that, that, that's the, certainly the case of adoption and fostering. Um, you know, people are screened very much now, and if they're, if, they're, if they're already smokers, then it reduces the chance of being given a child. But wait, hang on, if you, are you saying if I adopt a kiddie and I'm smoking, um, uh, you'd like that kid taken away? Because that's only a tiny percentage of, of, of parenting, isn't it? It's whether well, yeah, they can no, feed no, them and clothe them no, and love yeah. them. We're not... Let's be clear, we're not talking about making it illegal to smoke in the home, but what we do want to see is... Is adopted uh, kids being taken away from smoking parents? No, no, we want people to change... You said. I'm also saying in in extreme cases where there may be occasions... I mean, there have already been cases where um, social care have had to intervene where where a child has been exposed to smoke and been made ill by it. It was... was, No, 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 no. I know the story you're talking about. That's that's a myth. It was was more than just they were smoking heavily. That, That kid was neglected. Well, OK, whatever, but it, it can, be, can be a contributory factor. But what we're trying to do is, is to inform people about the, the, the hazards and smoking and passive smoking and to, and to change behaviour so that people just get into the heads that it's no longer acceptable to smoke in the presence of a child. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. What's it got to do with you? With me personally? Well, I mean, I, I represent Ash, which is a health but, charity. But, but what's it got to do with you? You know, it's none of your business. Beg pardon? But it's, it's none of your business, really, is it? Um, well, it, it's, we, we are part of the um, health system. We're trying to inform people about the, the hazards of, of smoking and reduce the harm caused by tobacco. So to that extent, yes, it, it, is, it is my business.
But why? But why? Why don't you just let people get on with what they're doing? If they want to, you know, if they want to um, be people, bad parents in a certain area, what's it, what's it got to do with you? Um, those people are. If you take even smokers, the majority of smokers um, say they want to quit. Now they they find it hard because it's addictive. But the more um, tobacco control measures you have in place, the easier it is then to be, to, to get. Well, then why not just make it smoking illegal? And I know, by the way, I know loads of smokers that, that don't want to quit that love it. That love it. Well, they 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 may they they say that because they probably because it's more of a, a habit. Well, they may they say it because they're addicted. That's right, and that's the addiction speaking. Or they may yeah. say it because they love it. Some people will. Some people love they, it. They, they, yes. But the, unfortunately, the problem with smoking is it affects not just the smoker, but all those people around them. And this, this is what we, which is why we have to um, control smoking because it's, it's a major health hazard. It still kills about 100,000 people every year in the UK. And the cost to society of smoking from health, social care costs, environmental costs and so on, you know, in England alone, it costs about 13 billion a year. So it, you know, there are huge implications from smoking right. and it's we think it's our duty to uh trying to reduce that to make the society uh, more you know, the environment more pleasant place to be and for people to, and children especially to be able to grow up in an environment where they're not exposed to these dangerous pollutants amanda i really appreciate your thoughts and i appreciate you kicking uh, around uh, you know various conversations and questions there thank you amanda samford from anti-smoking group ash 03459 Four double five five double five is the telephone number. It does sound like first guest on this, um, David Atherton, may have been right about something. Does sound like steps towards banning smoking in the home. And if you're adopted and your parents smoke, you, well, I didn't understand that. I, well, that was a little bit of a cul-de-sac, but a fascinating one nonetheless. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound. The lanes closed at Junction 12 for Flittick and that's causing delays back from Junction 13 for Bedford. And at Junction 13 for Bedford, a lorry's overturned, so there's a lane closed there at Milton Keynes south on the hard shoulder now. On the A6 in Luton, it's looking really busy now on the speed sensors between Crawley Road and the Stockingstone Road roundabout. And it's looking busy all along the A5 through at Hockliffe, Dunstable and Mark Yate. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4 and on the M40 it's very busy from the Denham roundabout towards the M25 it's also looking slow around the A40 in both direction, directions in High Wycombe Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Sammy 8.16 it is Thursday the 1st of October sweet lord Hey, my mum's a pensioner tomorrow. She's 65 tomorrow. She won't be happy. I've just said that on the radio. 65 years old. Wow. Who'd have thought it? Supposed to have to get her a present for this one, don't I? What, for a birthday? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. From today, drivers and passengers face a £50 fine if they smoke in a vehicle carrying anyone under 18. World Cup Rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight. Don't worry, it's only France versus Canada, with the council promising a full traffic plan is in place after complaints from residents at a test event earlier this year. 
and a no- how could how could you complain about listen I don't like rugby I think it's stupid right and it's only France versus Canada but it's only one night I thought when they were complaining it was like the, a full month of traffic chaos it's what it's a Thursday night it's not happened yet either where are they where are they going the Derby and Joan what's 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 the price it's a Thursday night squeeze squeeze played the other night there's nowhere for them to go we need to ring uh, Radio London and find out whether people moaned when the Olympics were in London it's, that's what we need to do Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. History coming up uh, very shortly with the uh, brilliant Dan Hill. He's a local historian. Sorbetsworth, um, amongst other things, has got quite a rich history. As it's further east, there is uh, a lot more influence with regards to things like air raids. Weekdays from 12. Great music as well coming up here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Freddie Mercury, the great pretender. Go west as well on its way. First though, his T-Rex. Nick Coffer. You know, it's fantastic to be able to get, you know, people like Nathan Bell and Gary Matthew and, you know, experienced but still early on in their careers, giving them the opportunity to come and make music in a lovely environment, Luton Library Theatre. Could you describe modern Britain in 50 records? Stuart McConey is doing just that in his book. I don't think you're ever going to get another Beatles who dominate the pop cultures. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. All right, so we had a text yesterday, and always happy. If you've got a story, you know, big or small, always happy. You can get in touch. Um, uh, you can call us. You can email um, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. We'll have a look. From Mohammed, who um, is upset that the, the guy next door is a teacher, Bengali, same as he is, was effing and jeffing in Bengali to his uh, two kids, seven and eight. A little bit of argy-bargy, a little bit of verbal argy-bargy. Now, instead of going to knock on the door, as, as I would suggest, and I meant to ask as well, who called the police? But instead of going to knock on the door, or even just pushing a note through the door and saying, come on, mate, if you've, got, if you've got beef with me, don't take it out on the kids. Um, he's organising a protest outside the school. Your thoughts, please. Um, Sheila's in St Albans. Good morning, Sheila. Good morning, and it's 65 years young. No, she's old. She's very, very no, old. She's completely she's past it, no, honestly. She's, she's lost not. it and she's past it. No. She's had it. No. She's had me and my sister. Well, that was a mistake, I suppose. <gasps> Don't you speak about my sister like that. She's a very, very fine woman. Well, I'm pleased to hear that. Pleased Good for you. That. Good for you, Grumpy Sheila. What you got for us? Uh, Mohammed, uh, in this day and age, the majority of people, um, apart from maybe us oldies, have a phone that will take a video and sound. So all he has to do is to be there in the garden. Maybe you can't see it, but if he puts his phone on, it is then recorded. And then if he needs to go to the police or a solicitor or whatever, he's got it there, he's got the proof. I suppose so, but I wouldn't want my kids to be um, jailbait? No, a decoy. A, a decoy. No, no, no. no, it doesn't have to be a decoy. It just happens to be, like, if he, if they are out there and you hear, he, he hears him, he just switches on the phone or whatever, and he can record what's being said. Therefore, he's got more proof about it, and he doesn't have to necessarily have his yeah. two youngsters... Um, yeah, you can you can you can you can film it's stuff used. on the uh, yeah. uh, uh, from the bedroom and stuff. Where you got a good, good yeah. microphone on your phone, you got a microphone or on laptops your phone. or whatever. You know, I mean, uh, you, start, you know. What do you think about him doing this protest outside the school? I would have said that was being a bit silly. Actually, I would have said he's not going to do himself, his family any any favors. He'd be far better to have rigged up a couple of cameras or something and, and switched them on that would record when these kids are in the garden and if anything happens, he's got the proof. I would have pushed the police a bit harder as well. I'd have said, hey, come on, that, that ain't good enough. That, being told not to let your kids go in the garden when he's out there, that's not good enough. Uh, well, may, maybe, as I say, maybe at the moment it's only he said, she said. Yep. 
and, and uh, you know, if he used his phone or his laptop or a camera or something like that, and his kids are out there, then he's got the proof, and then they wouldn't be involved as such, would they? All right, Sheila, thank you very much indeed. 03459 455 555. Now, uh, campaigners are calling on Wickham District Council to invite ref- uh, 50 refugees families to the area. The group High Wickham Donations for Refugees says over 100 members have offered to act as befrienders to new arrivers and help them settle in. They say they are also compiling a list of private landlords who'd be happy to accommodate refugees. Well, Catherine Guy set up the uh, petition. Uh, morning, Catherine. 100 signatures. Not a lot, is it? Oh, no, we haven't got 100 signatures. We've got about 470 now. OK. Counting, yeah. OK. What, so what, what, what are you, why have you set this petition up? Well, there's, there's thousands of people who are in desperate, awful, awful conditions in refugee camps. We can't take all of them in, but we ought to take as many as we can. For those without... Now, there are some people... Sorry to interrupt. We have some people listening who, who, who don't understand why... Um, it, it is. It behooves us to take these people in. So why do we have to take these people in, do you think? I think just out of common humanity, really. We need to get as many people under a roof as possible. There's the children froze to death last winter, and we don't want that to happen again. Um, we need to help them. OK. Uh, 50 families in High Wycombe. That's, that's a lot of people. That's, um, and High Wycombe ain't a big place. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, there's, there's city councils as well who are being targeted for this. Um, it, but we've had a former mayor of High Wycombe confirming to us that this is a modest and achievable target for this district. Where are they going to go? Well, hopefully, we, landlords, private landlords, will be able to offer accommodation. How, how many places have you got so far? I don't have places. and oh. I'm just... I'm just my, my job at the moment is to speak to, is, is to get this petition to Wickham District Council. With but it's all well and good having the petition, isn't it, Catherine? But if, if, you, if there's not a practical solution, you can say, yeah, we, look, we want, we want 50 families, but, 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 but where, where are they going to go? As I said, in private accommodation... But you haven't got any landlords that have agreed to that yet? That's the next step. At the moment, the first step is to talk to the council to ask them if they can, how many refugees they can take in, and that's up to them to discuss and just make their minds up about. Because it's, it's, it, it's, it's recommended that 10 families per council across the country is being recommended. Who's recommending that? Sorry, I haven't heard that figure. Isn't think. that what the government is recommending? Well, they, the government has said, has pledged to allow 20,000 refugees. This is far less than in Germany, for example, where they've had, I don't know, I can't remember the figure, but a massive number of refugees in. If there's, there's, you know, there's 400, there's over 400 33 principal authorities in the UK. Wickham's one of 201 district councils. It's just one way of working it out, 50. If, if what about the families? What about the Wickham families that are living in B&Bs or, um, you know, they're living in grotty residence or, you know, families that are living in one-bedroom flats? Yes, Should they not take priority? Priority over whom, Sorry over refugees. Well, this is a separate issue. Of course, these people need somewhere to live as well. But then why you can't know, you campaign for the private... If hadn't been sold off by yes. the Conservative government, this wouldn't be such a problem. But why can't you then go and speak to the private landlords to see if they can sort out, you know, the, 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 the family that's got two kids and lives in a one-bedroom flat, or, the, the, you know, My the couple that's in B&B? Is to, is to house refugees in the West Wickham District Council. It's 
I don't say, I'm not saying that that isn't a valid issue. Of course it is. You know, family members of my own. In fact, myself, I've been in, I've been in a really vulnerable position with regard to housing. I've lived in a tent for a while and lived on people's houses. I know what it's like. My, you know, most family members have lived in B&Bs. I understand that. But my campaign is to house refugees, and this is a separate issue. I'm not stopping anybody from taking up the cause of homeless families or individuals in high income. It's a valid cause. Uh, if people want to sign this petition, Catherine, where do they go? Well, they can go to the 38 Degrees website and sign it. Um, if they search in the in the relevant box, I don't have the internet address in front of me, unfortunately, but they can go to the 38 <laughs> Degrees website yeah. and they can look for the petition for their area. And if they live in the High Wycombe area, then they can okay. find that petition. I wonder how many, how many people live in High Wycombe? Do we know? Yes, we do. Um, at the last census, the population of Wickham District, which is the area Wickham District Council covers, and that includes Princess Risborough and Marlow, at yep. the last census it was 174,878. And only 480 of those people have signed the petition? I said 400, about 468, 470. Think. Okay. I so, haven't, you know, I've been trying to reach people. As you know, yeah. um, Wickham is a fairly right-wing um, area, so I'm so, not so, really expecting many more than that at the so moment. So that would imply that Wickham doesn't want the refugees? I don't know whether Wickham wants the refugees. I know that, that 470-odd people have, have signed it the at the moment. Okay. But, um, you know, I'm doing what I can. OK, well, no-one can knock you for that. Catherine, I, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much indeed. 03459. Four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. It's Catherine Guide there. Uh, Sally, with loads of phone calls this morning. Do keep calling in. Um, Sally's in Stevenage. Good morning, Sally. Good morning. Good morning, Sally. What you got for us? Um, just what the lady, what the lady doesn't say. High Wycombe's got a very transient population anyway because it's got the university. So they have a lot of extra of people who won't be on the census who are there for X number of there during term time, whatever. So Wickham's already got its own issues, and I don't think she's factoring in the broader picture. But one thing she's, ab- she's having a go. She's having a go, though. Do, can we knock people for having a go? No, absolutely not. What I'm saying is, I think she needs to understand her target market. And if you've already got a population which has got a lot of people coming and going, you don't get community cohesion. And that might be affecting why she's only yeah. got that number. And also not knowing uh, the web address as well. My, like, <laughs> I just thought if I was going to go on the radio to promote a web address, I'd have the web address. I don't know. Or maybe I'm being unfair. What, that's not what you called in about, though, is it, Sally? Go on. What, it, what I was saying, um, you were talking about the no smoking in the cars. And you said, why should? what's it got to do with you if people smoke in their own homes and, and potentially damaging their children? And my first thought was, that's what happened with paedophilia. People used to say, oh, no, it's not funny, though, Ian. I don't think it's funny at all because... I'm not laughing at paedophilia, Sally. I'm laughing at how you've made the jump from me asking the, 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 the woman from Ash. And I didn't ask specifically what you said. What I said was, what's it got to do with you? I didn't then specify um, smoking in the homes. I'm interested to see how you've made the jo- jump from smoking... Talking. I'm interested to see how you've made the jump from smoking in homes to child abuse. Let's go. It was about your comment. You were in the frame of talking about smoking at home. Why is that not being brought in? Why is it only in the cars? Why haven't they said it's illegal in the home? And you said I think it's illegal to abuse children in cars. Sorry, did you want me to finish, or do you want to? I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, I'm really struggling, Sally, and I'm a little bit. Um... 
I'm a little bit annoyed that you've made a connection between paedophilia and smoking, but I'm going to button it and I'm going to give you the chance to dig yourself out of this hole that you've got yourself in. Let's go. Where you go? My comment is not about the link between the two. My comment is that as a society, we are being told we should look out for one another. And what I'm, my first, when you said to that lady, so what's it got to do with you? It brought me back to some of the major things that have gone wrong in our society, such as paedophilia, such as where people have been abused in their own home, women being knocked around, men being knocked around. There's a vast things I could have come on to say. But the whole point is, if somebody doesn't say it's wrong and I'm going to make it my business, you don't have to be a nosy neighbour next door. But I know people who smoke in their house. But when I go in, I think I just stand at the door and I say hello and I get out. And my heart has always gone out to those children who are living in that. So to me, the abuse you're doing to a child can be far, as far reaching as if you were don't, physically hurting don't say someone. It. Don't say it. You said it. What have I said? You said something really, really ridiculous. That, so that if uh, the abuse that you're de- dealing out to a child if you smoke in the home can be as far-reaching as sexual abuse. No, I said as physical abuse. So please don't put words in my mouth. Well, no, you no, Sally, you've, you've, you, Sally, you've brought up... Se- I, 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 can you explain to me why you've brought up child sexual abuse and spousal abuse in this conversation? Because I haven't got a clue what the connection is. Because of turning a blind eye in, what I'm saying is, just because something is occurring, are you advocating that if it's happening in somebody's own home, it's nothing to do with anybody else, it's up to the parents? Is that what you're advocating? I'm not even going to qualify that with a response, what? Sally, because it's so oh. ridiculous. And you've, you've really... I, I don't know if you're having a bad day, but you've really... <laughs> you've embarrassed yourself, but I appreciate your call. Thank you, Sally. <laughs> You've embarrassed yourself, Ian, I think, by not okay. having an open debate because you don't like about, it, Ian, about, to end the conversation. But about Ian, child abuse. a waste of space. If you want to be a proper pre- presenter, then have a rounded conversation. Your radio station that phoned me back and they wanted me to have a conversation, you're the one that doesn't want to have a conversation back. But then Ian Lee never wants to, does he? Bye, Ian. You're the one that did a hit and run, put the phone down. Thank you very much. That's Sally and Stevenage. 03459 455 555. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1, there's a lane close southbound at Junction 12 for Flitic, so that's causing delays from Junction 13 for Bedford. Also, southbound's lane turn, a lane closed. On junction th- at Junction 13 for Bedford because of a lorry that's overturned there but the exit slip road that was closed at Junction 11 for Luton has now reopened it's still looking really busy nearby though so the A5 is very slow in both directions approaching Dunstable and between Dunstable and Hockliffe it's looking very busy in both directions also in Bedford on St Peter's Street it's looking very slow around St Cuthbert Street and on the A1M southbound it's very busy towards the M25 from Junction 3 for St Albans Samantha Brough, BBC Three County Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Happy to have a conversation. I wasn't the one that did what I like to call a hit and run. You make your point and put your phone down. Or you, you realise that what you've said is, is silly and then put the phone down. If you can expand on Sally's point, I, I really fail to see the connection between spousal abuse and child sexual abuse and smoking at home. And my question to the lady from Ash, what's it got to do with you? was specifically about cars, but OK, you can take it on that. Um wasn't a criticism, I just wanted to know what her answer would be. What's it got to do with you? 
Oh, that's tomorrow's phone-in. What's it got to do with you? Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Let's get the news. Here's Simon. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. A law banning smokers from lighting up in vehicles carrying anyone under 18 has come into force today. Offenders could face a fixed penalty fine of £50, but police say they're more likely to issue warnings. World Cup rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight, with the council promising a full traffic plan is in place after complaints from residents at a test event earlier this year. And a 19-year-old is starting an 11-year sentence for his part in a gang-related stabbing in Luton Town Centre. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. World Cup rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight with France taking on Canada at Stadium MK. There are also matches in Milton Keynes on Saturday afternoon and next Tuesday evening. Andrew Coslett chairs England Rugby 2015. Uh, that's one of the reasons you host World Cups. It's really to have as many new faces and new eyeballs looking at the sport as possible. So we're thrilled to be here. I think it's going to be a great series of three games and can't wait for them to start on Thursday. And MK Don's chairman Pete Winkleman says it is a rugby area. You wouldn't have put Milton Keynes and rugby together, you wouldn't. But we are surrounded by the Saints in Northampton, by the Blues in Bedford and, and just in Milton Keynes itself. You know, we've got Bletchley, we've got Milton Keynes rugby, and we've got Olney rugby as well. So grassroots wise, there's a lot of rugby in this area. Also today, Wales play Fiji, hoping to build on last Saturday's win at Twickenham. England, meanwhile, named their side at midday for this Saturday's must-win game against Australia. In last night's Champions League matches, there were wins for Manchester United and Manchester City. United beat Wolfsburg 2-1 at Old Trafford. His manager, Louis van Gaal. We have to improve a lot, like all the players of Manchester United, to be in the top of Europe. And uh, we have beaten uh, Wolfsburg. I'm very happy. The players are very happy. But but the second half, we have to improve. And Manchester City won 2-1 away to Borussia Mönchengladbach with a last-minute penalty. Here he comes now. Long run-up. Right-footed. Aguero scores. Manchester City surely win in Germany. There are Europa League matches tonight for Liverpool and for Tottenham and Roy Hodgson will announce his squad for England's upcoming Euro 2016 qualifiers against Estonia and Lithuania this lunchtime. Tottenham's former MK Dons midfielder Deli Alley has been tipped for a call-up. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at nine. They do whatever they please And if you tear off their masks They'll be smiling Oh Marco in St Albans says Ian, you completely misunderstood that last lady And she made a good point uh, You know what, I think you now it And that's why you didn't want to debate Are you that stupid that she didn't link then together? She used it as an example You were very childish I still don't know what the point is, Marco oh, I got owned Okay, I don't know what the point was I don't know what the point was 
Happy to debate anything. And if I, Sally wants to come back on, more than welcome to. Ollie's on the line. Good morning, Ollie. Morning, Ian. What you got for response? Um, well, I was just thinking about the whole thing about the smoking ban. Um, first of all, I think that, yeah, they're not really going to pursue it. People are going to keep smoking in cars. Well, they're not going to prosecute people. They've already said that. Um, but the thing that's annoying me, if they're now saying it's illegal to smoke in a car with someone under 18 in it, why is it still legal for people to walk around, well, sorry, women to walk around when they're pregnant smoking? Is that not... Oh, you, 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 oh, you, oh, oh you've, that, you, you know what? That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, uh, well, you know, the, the um, pro-smoking lot would argue that these are all steps towards, um, you know, kind of the, the outright banning of smoking anyway. So, um, yeah. but you're right. Yeah. Why is, the, why is, the, is, is that legal? You, I, I just would have thought if you're going to tackle the smoking and eventually come to a ban, then why wouldn't you handle the worst effects of it first? Surely unborn children surely are affected more than someone under 18 in the car. It's, it's just doesn't seem right to me. Ollie, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Ian, says Hazel in Luton, the connection between smoking in home and sexual physical abuse of children. When a child is forced to do something they don't want, that is harmful. It is considered child abuse. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm so much happier that my dad smoked rolled up, roll up... I'm so much happier that my dad smoked roll-ups in front of me than sexually abused me. I don't... I mean, Hazel, really? The connection between smoking in home and sexual physical abuse of children, when a child is forced to do something they don't want, that is harmful. Uh, when someone smokes in an enclosed space with a child, be it a car or a house, the smoker is forcing them to intake secondary smoke, which has been proved to be harmful. Well, not according to our first guest. Therefore, it could be said the smoker is physically abusing the child. But then you've, then you've veered away from the, the sexual abuse. I don't... You, you cannot... You cannot link the two. Ian, you are infuriating to listen to. The point was the mentality of thinking it's nothing to do with you because it's in someone's home and needs to change. I didn't say it was nothing to do with it. I just asked, what's it to do with you? Are you guys listening this morning? Um, and Dave Porter... On Twitter, just listen to Ian Lee act like an obnoxious imbecile on the radio. The hashtag BBC should sack this idiot. Uh, you missed her point by virtue of not paying attention. No, I was Dave. I was paying her t- attention, mate. I couldn't follow her point. She's on the phone now having a pop at Catherine and has been for the last six minutes. Uh, and you were incredibly rude. She hung up on me. I was incredibly patient. I was biting my tongue. Oh, I could have been a lot. You're obviously not a regular listener, Dave. I could have been a lot ruder. Oh, I could have been a lot ruder. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Tell Sally we've got a show to do. If she wants, if she wants to have an argument with you, Catherine, she can do it after the show, or she can come on now because you've got a show to produce. Um, where's my bit of paper with all my stories? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the. Uh, Telephone number. If you want to give us um, a call, you're more than welcome. Is a is a cracking story. Removal men loaded. We how I've had removal men in the past, and you've kind and I've kind of thought that my, my stuff ain't going to get there. My stuff isn't going to get there. What happened to this family? Removal men loaded up, then vanished with the lot. Family left with. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I tend to get removal men that are a little bit more come from a slightly more reliable source than this. 
Family left with nothing after hiring man with a van on Facebook. Uh, clearing a house. Oh, there's a picture. There's glum face. There's, oh, there's lots of glum faces. There's them in an empty house with nothing. I can hear them arguing through there. Look. Clearing a house with impressive speed and efficiency. If she, look, if she wants to come on and make a point again, she can. But otherwise, I need you to produce the show, Catherine. So you're going to have to just hang up on her. Clearing a house with impressive speed and efficiency, the removal men appeared keen to offer a good service. But it was not so much a job done well, more doing a job on unsuspecting victims, Becky and Mark. For the removal men were thieves who loaded up their van before vanish vanishing with nearly all of the... Did they really get them off Facebook? Saying that, I've had stuff moved by man in a van who advertises in newsagents. When I was younger, back in the day, I didn't have anything worth nicking. The couple had found a man with a van under service under the name Lee Green, not to be confused with any other Lee Greens, on Facebook and booked him for an agreed cost of 40 quid, flipping heck, 40 quid, to move possessions from their flat in Bilston near Wolverhampton, eight miles away, to a flat above a pub. Two men, Julia... You right, Kath? Yeah, I'm fine. OK. Thank you. Well, welcome back to the show. Another satisfied customer? <sighs> Official complaint? Just uh, best not, best not to uh, okay. dwell, maybe. OK. Two men, Julie, arrived on... Julie, two men, Julie, arrived on in a rental van. What? Two men duly arrived on in a rental van to pack up the family's property, property including a fridge-freezer oh. and all of the family's photographs. After they speedily finished loading the van, the men, who were described as courteous and polite, spoke with black country accents, left, believing they would be taking the load to the pub. But he was waited in vain. The Lee Green Facebook page has since disappeared. Oh, they nicked everything. They nicked everything, Darren! Hello. Hello, Darren. How you doing? You all right? Uh, you know, yeah, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Yeah, what you got for us? What have I got for you? Right, well, I'm just thinking about this smoking in cars business. What happens if you're 17 years old and you've passed your test? Can you not smoke in your own car? This is the, this is the thing. This is, and also, that, 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 and that, that is the big question. Of, should, you know, would you be allowed to? But also, are you allowed to smoke while driving anyway? Because you're not allowed. You're not allowed. Why has it started distorting in my ears? What's going on? That should fix it. You're not allowed to um, eat while you're driving. You're not allowed to, to have anything in your hand. I can't play with my sausage while I'm driving. It's against the law. <laughs> indeed, it should be. Indeed, it should be. Thank you very much indeed. On three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Lee Green, naughty, naughty Lee Green. Not to be confused with any other Lee Greens that are not naughty. Um, they had no contents insurance, and now the only possession left is their TV. The couple who have a seven-month-old baby called... What? Aria? Aria? That sounds like Aria. You wouldn't call a baby... A-R-I-Y-A-H. Aria. Oh. Aria. Is it just um, Aria spelt wrong? Either, either way, it still sounds... Invest, uh, the men to told the woman said the men had told me in advance to pack all of our belongings into boxes and label them up clearly. I didn't realise at the time, but they took the most valuable items first. Okay. When I commented on how fast they were completing their work, one of them told me that we have a lot of jobs on today. 
and then she goes on about how she cried and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Why would you... You wouldn't hire a van. 40 quid is very cheap for a removal service. And a van in... Uh, a, a, a man in a van doing it from Facebook. No, 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 no. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound from Junction 13 for Bedford towards Junction 12 for Flitwick. That's Junction 13, there's a lane closed because a lorry's overturned. And at Junction 12, there's been an accident with two cars involved, so there's a lane closed there too. On the nearby A5, it's really, really slow in both directions between Dunstable and Hockcliffe. And on the A1M, it's very busy southbound at Junction 7 for Stevenage. It's also very slow between Junction 3 for St Albans and the M25 at South Mims. And looking at the speed sensors on the A1 southbound, there are delays between the Holiday Inn and Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. On the train departure board, so there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. 8.45, it's a Thursday, the 1st of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. From today, drivers and passengers face a £50 fine if they smoke in a vehicle carrying anyone under 18. World Cup Rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight with the council promising a full traffic plan is in place after complaints from residents at a test event earlier this year. And a 19-year-old is starting an 11-year sentence for his part in a gang-related stabbing in Luton Town Centre. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning. It's a lovely day outside. We'll see lots more blue skies and sunshine around for the rest of the day too. All in all, uh, pretty much wall-to-wall sunshine really, largely cloud-free and t- top temperatures today up to around 17 or 18 Celsius. That's 64 in Fahrenheit. There could still be a few mist patches out there, so watch out for those. They should disappear fairly quickly though. The winds are a bit lighter than yes- yesterday, so it won't feel quite as fresh. Um, it's going to be another beautiful day basically. Overnight tonight, we'll see with those light winds, some more mist and fog patches form that could be a bit denser into tomorrow morning so something to watch out for through tomorrow morning's rush it will be quite a chilly night as well temperatures widely i think down to around five or six degrees celsius away from the towns we could even see a touch of frost on the grass as well now as we head into tomorrow morning then after that mist and fog is cleared then it's going to be another dry and fine day but it could be that some of the mist and fog lifts into cloud we will see a bit of cloud around tomorrow at times that's the difference with today really the winds are still light though very pleasant in the sunshine highs of around 17 or 18 celsius again Quite cloudy at times over the weekend. Brightness rather than brilliant sunshine, I think, for much of the weekend. But still some sunny spells, some rather chilly nights, misty mornings, all of that stuff. And then it will rain on Monday afternoon. So it's all going to break down next week. That's the forecast. On BBC Four. Starting in the 70s, a countercultural movement changed the way music was made forever. It was a statement, this is what I want to do, and a lot of bands just put their own records out without even a record deal. From grassroots beginnings, a new DIY approach to making and sharing music gave rise to a whole new genre, indie. It was such a fantastic distribution system. It wasn't just a sound, but an attitude and an ethos. It felt like it spoke to you, and it felt homemade. Music for Misfits, the story of indie with Mark Radcliffe. Starts tomorrow at 10 on BBC Four. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, it's on BBC Four. They're still, they're still flogging that dead horse, are they? Uh, any texts that we can read? Let's have a look. Oh, um, here we go, look. Someone's, someone's combined the smoking ban with Volkswagen. 
Oh, that's um, either skillful or crazy. What is it? Let's I have, have a solution look. to the smoking ban, just by Volkswagen cigarettes. I've had a look at the emissions <laughs> data, and the Volkswagen cigarettes are very clean. Topical. I like it. I like it. I like your style. You Ian, got a job. You're hired. Tony from Chertsey says, Ian, perhaps this smoking ban with children in cars will lead to prosecutions from camera evidence. Tony yep. from Chertsey. Might well, do. Not if you're driving, then you'll get prosecuted. Nope. Uh, Tony, other Tony says, you can drink at 18, you can drive at 18, but you can't do the same at the same time, just like the law. Says just like Tony. the law. <laughs> I don't really get that. Uh, and oh, uh, Shell said, the point was that you said, what's it got to do with you? She was trying to say that it's got to do with all of us. If we didn't try to stop these things, then maybe sexual or physical abuse would carry on with everyone ignoring no, it. No, no, I'm not allowing it. I'm not allowing the two... The, the smoking in cars is not on a par with... It's, it's, smoking no. is legal, for a start. No, I'm not. And you can't say, well, you, you know, um, no, no. In fact, I can't believe that anyone, loads of people on Twitter are upset that I couldn't see the connection. I can't. And I think it's obscene, obscene to say that there is in any way some kind of connection between the two being as bad as each other. Of course they're not. I'm so glad that my dad just smoked roll-ups in front of us instead of did the other. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's no... There's no connection. You can't. You cannot compare the two. Outrageous to suggest that you can, texters and tweeters. Um, so Barry Manilow's quitting. Quitting what? Um, Camp... <laughs> Camp Barry. Uh, he's... he's, he's um, but singer Barry Manilow, 72. I like Barry. I do like a bit of Barry. I'm a fan of low. <laughs> I am. I think he's very good. How low will you Manilow... How low will you Manilow go? Um... Barry Manigo. As low as you can, alone. Okay, that's, that's all I've got. Singer Barry Manilow. What early 90s pizza did he like? Deep Pan Danilo. I don't get it. What's a Deep Pan Danilo? Deep Pan Dan was a pizza back in the day. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, it was. That was just the name of... Deep um, Pan Pizza. That's just Deep the name of your second boyfriend. <laughs> deep Pan Dan. Because he went uh, deep in the pan. Oh, right. Okay, that'll, that'll do. And his name oh. was Dan. Deep Pan Dan. I've deep. never been out with a Dan. That's one on the list. You didn't say you went out with him. Singer Deep Pan Danilo, <laughs> 72, has announced seven, by your seven dates for his final. Here's the thing. You know that um, loads of his, his fans don't know that he's gay, right? And not that should be a thing. He's he married got mar- to a man. He got married about three years ago, and it came out about two years ago, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and he was, he was married to a woman for a while. I've read his autobiography. He, he, he may have written a different one since, but this was his autobiography from about 1985, when he still hadn't come out. And he, um, it's a brilliant story. And he, he used to play... Um, um, gentlemen's saunas. He was Bette Midler's pianist. He used to play them. It, the, he used to. Oh, I thought you like a game, like yeah, an it, elaborate game. No, no, he was a pianist in um, these these saunas. He was a what? Ge- he was a pianist in these saunas for Bette Midler. Oh. So Bette Midler would go, and he was like her musical arranger, and they would go and play these, play these saunas, and there were people getting it on, you know, in, in a sauna. In a sauna. I it was I just for clearing your airways. Um, he's announced seven dates for his final UK tour next June. With tickets starting at 1975. Yeah. Why? Is that when he had his first hit? <laughs> That's weird, isn't it? Is that when he had his first hit? Jenny? Jenny? Yeah, I'm <laughs> All right, Jenny, hang no on, rush. Hang on. No, no don't worries. make her run. Don't make her run. I had to, t- I had to turn my radio off. Oh, flipping it. How far away is your radio, love? Out in the kitchen. Oh, blimey. What are you listening to? You. Oh, I'm sorry to, to hear that. Are no, you a, a, it's are fine. You a, no worries. Are you a, a Barry Fanello? Oh, I don't know. I don't mind. 
Uh, come on, he's brilliant. Could it be magical? Oh, come into my arms. Let me be the wonder of all of you. And Jenny, I want you now. Now. Let's just go make love. Ian and Jenny in a bathtub. Yeah? <laughs> oh, well, if you say so. Have you ever shared a bath with another person? Yeah, it's loads the, of times. Really? Yeah. No, it, it's when the I most, was little. Now, I'm not talking about when you're a kid. I'm talking about when you're an adult and your partner, you've had a few glasses of wine, they said, let's go and have a bath. <laughs> have you ever done no, that? It's no. the most unerotic experience in the world. No. I always got the end with the plug. No, I have showers anyway. With your partner? I ain't got a partner. Oh. Do you want, do you no, want I, no, it's fine. I, I like it that way. It's nice. OK, what have you called in for, Jenny? Well, I'm, I'm you know, I'm missing... I mean, I love the show. It's lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do miss J-Dog, and I'm just wondering, because yeah. he, he, start, he starts taking over the... The morning show this Saturday, doesn't he? He does. Well, um, is it this is Saturday? It? No, it's the week after. He starts on the 10th. Oh, oh. So me and Catherine are doing a show on yeah. at midday that starts this week, down the rabbit hole, although yeah. we're not allowed to call that that in the trailers, but that's what the show's called. Yes, I should be listening so to that. that's at midday. Yeah. Uh, and it's me and Catherine presenting it. She ain't producing it. She's actually wangled herself a presenting job. J-Dog starts the Saturday breakfast show the week after on the 10th. Oh, so we've still got David Priever this Saturday, then? No, I don't know if it is. Is it Priever this week? Oh, yes, it is David Priever this week, so it, give him a good send-off. But J-Dog's yeah. not very well at the moment. That's why no. he's not on the show this week. No. And do you know why? Fags. Because of the fags, they've affected his chest. <laughs> no, it's, don't laugh! No, I, I do believe it. Clip, do clip be- that and send it to Justin. Jenny laughing at him being yeah. poorly, not being able to breathe. Oh no! Well, it might it might help him to to want to pack up. What you laughing at him? No, well no. He, he might, might want a fag to get a, over the stress. Having a bad having a bad chest, it might help him to pack up. He's fine. It's not as bad as it could be. He's just got a little bit of a chesty thing going on. H- fingers crossed. Yeah. He'll be back next week and telling us what a brave soldier he's been. Oh yes. Well, he will do, won't he? <laughs> if I'm... he makes it. <laughs> can I can I tell you again another joke about J- J- um, Justin possibly dying from Jenny? Oh no! <laughs> you cursed him. You know this show has got a curse. We're all waiting for Dick Van Dyke and Bruce Forsyth to go. Can I ask a question, Jenny? Yeah. Do you fancy Justin? Oh no. Oh. No, it's just uh, 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 he's funny. He makes me laugh. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah, he's he, never made me he, laugh once. No, you make me laugh as well. But I mean, I don't know. No, he, he just sort of. He completes the show. So hang on, you're saying this week. Hang on a second. You're saying this week the show is incomplete. Well, no, only no, only only bits of it are when <laughs> when Justin. Oh, Ian, when Justin comes on. Yeah. I'm still. I don't listen to it all anyway because I don't. I I Sorry? I'm never up at six o'clock anyway. Why not? The first hour is the best hour. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> well, you could listen in bed. I. You you could listen to us in no, bed. I'm still asleep. Well, what time do you wake up, Jen? Oh, it all depends. You, um, any time between seven and half past eight. You're living the life of Riley, you oh, are. Oh, well, because it's not really summer anymore, is it? But, no, it's, it's autumn. Know. It's miserable out there. I'm looking at it's miserable. Yeah, I know, but we're getting to a few nice sunny days. But Today you know. is officially the last sunny day we're going to get, and then um, it's oh. all going to be miserable for, for until, um, until May spring. of next year. Yeah. May, of, May of 2016. Hey, it's only um, 36 more shopping days till Christmas. Isn't that nuts? 
I don't like Christmas, Ian. What's wrong with Christmas? We have to spend too much money. No. Who have you got to buy for? <laughs> Who have you got to buy for? <laughs> oh, too many people. Mm. Well, just a... tell them all to tell them all to get knotted this year. Tell them all to yeah, I know. Yeah, go and do one. You yeah, go say, hey, everyone, go and do one. Yeah, I do try and get meaner each year. <laughs> 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 well, Jenny, it's lovely to speak to you. We've, we've not spoken before, have we? Uh, yeah, we have. Oh, what about? Yeah, you, you, uh, well, last time I phoned you up, you made a remark about uh, my ticking clock. Oh, yeah. You, and I was you, surprised you could hear it. Well, Hang you've on. silenced it. No. Can you hear it? Oh, yeah, and it's got funny yeah. ticks. It's like tick tock. Yeah, and the next day, it's like a man with a limp walking. You said it was a, uh, it was a bit stressful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, the next day, you were off with a terrible migraine. Oh, because of your clock. Oh, well, that, you're, you're that thought... Jenny, right? I need your address because my solicitor needs to send you. <laughs> I'm taking you to the small claims court because if I don't work, I don't get sick pay. So I need. To... Oh, I'm glad you called in. I need to sue you. I should ignore that. Oh, I Jenny. Careless. I don't. I. I don't have anything like that come near me. Nah, push it all away. Do you know Not what I've noticed to... about you, Jenny? What? You're getting meaner. Yeah. Oh, lovely. <laughs> See you later, Jenny. Ta-ta. Bye. 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 There we go. <laughs> Jenny's. Have you noticed that, Kath and Kelly? Jenny's getting meaner. So mean. Getting because she started off. She's quite nice. Getting meaner as time goes on, isn't it? So mean. Anyway, I'd like to go and see Barry Manlow. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to pay nineteen seventy five. That's a little bit. I bet he puts pay on a good show. Pay nineteen seventy five prices. That'd be about twenty quid, and that would have been a lot of money then. Nineteen seventy five prices would be. Um, I do miss LSD. What was that nineteen seventy five price? No, well, that was pounds, shillings, and pence. Before oh, right. you, you, you hipsters think I'm making some kind of, of uh, covert drug reference. I'm not at all. That was before I my time. I, I remember ha- half a p, but I don't remember LSD. No, I do. I do, I do miss LSD. 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 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, three lanes have been closed just before Junction 22 for St Albans because of an accident which is causing delays from Junction 21A for the M1 South. It's also really slow in the opposite direction, anti-clockwise from Junction 22 for St Albans to 21A for the A405 because of people having a look. On the M1 Southbound, there are queues still between Junction 12 for Flit- approaching Junction 12 for Flittick from Junction 13 for Bedford because of two separate accidents there earlier. It's busy in Bedford on St Peter's Street around St Cuthbert Street and on the trains Belia Greater Anglia have half hour delays between Hartford Hartford East and Liverpool Street. That's because of a problem with the level crossing and it's also affecting London Overground services with minor delays between Chesson and Edmonton Green. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Yeah, I like this this tweet from Comfy Bumfy. Please tell guests to make one point at a time so you can follow their argument because you're not the brightest penny in the pot. Yeah, it's a good point. I'll have that. I'll have that. Thank you very much. Back tomorrow at six. Till then, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock and on today's big phone-in. Do you think the police should bother stopping people who smoke with kids in the car? From today, it's illegal to smoke in your car if you're carrying passengers who are under 18 years of age.
drivers who break the law will be fined £50. Smokers will still be liable for punishment, even if every window in the car and the sunroof is open. Some police officers have complained that they have too much to do already without adding things like this to their workload. So I want to hear your view on this this morning. Do you think the police should bother stopping people who smoke with kids in their car? Pick up the phone. Come on and have your say. I'd love to hear from you on 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines ban on smoking in cars with children inside. World Cup rugby comes to Milton Keynes and man jailed for Luton Town Centre stabbing. BBC Three Counties Radio. A law banning smokers from lighting up in vehicles carrying anyone under 18 has come into force today. Offenders could face a fixed penalty fine of £50, but police say they're more likely to issue warnings. Jane Willits is from the Police Federation. We don't actually have a bespoke fine that we would issue on the spot. However... An officer could use their discretion if they so wish to, and they could do a, a traffic report and report the driver for an offence if they felt it was required. Or they could do, use their discretion and they could give words of advice and give an educational talk to the person on the roadside. World Cup rugby comes to Milton Keynes tonight with France taking on Canada at Stadium MK. There are also matches in Milton Keynes on Saturday afternoon and next Tuesday evening. Road closures will be in place around the stadium with fans also gathering in Campbell Park. Residents complained about road closures at a test event earlier this year, but Jeff Snelson from Milton Keynes Council says a full traffic plan is in place. The stadium holds around 30,000 people and for the Games most of those people are going to come from outside Milton Keynes. So. We, we reckon there's going to be an excess or, or pushing towards 100,000 people uh, visiting for, for matches. And of course, with the, the fan zone here, we uh, expect a good number coming here as well. A 19-year-old is starting an 11-year sentence for his part in a gang-related stabbing in Luton Town Centre. Sejon King from Willerton Road is the 11th person to be convicted in connection with the violence last December. A gang from Lucy Farm ambushed members of a gang from Marsh Farm, leaving an 18-year-old stabbed four times. The US and Russia are to meet to coordinate their military action in Syria after America expressed concern that Russian airstrikes appeared to be targeting moderate opponents of President Assad. Moscow insisted it had hit Islamic State targets. Former Conservative Foreign Secretary Sir Malcolm Rifkin says the US and Russia can work together. Mr Putin can resolve us in the next 24 hours. There are going to be further Russian airstrikes. We know where ISIS are. Let him, let, let him show unmistakably that he is prepared to use his air power for that purpose. And then we can get into a serious discussion uh, as to cooperating. I think we need to cooperate with Russia. 